everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alcoholics. I am your host, Rain Myricks. I'm joined by my co-host, Katrina Myricks. Katrina, how are you doing? Doing great. One week from COVID clear date, I guess. Yes. So that's exciting. We got our we got our second Moderna vaccine on Friday. Last Friday, Last Friday. this mm-hmm. most previous Friday. So we now are a week away, mm-hmm. like you said, from mm-hmm. just going out and licking whoever's eyeballs we want to. You keep talking about that, yeah. like specifically licking eyeballs. Yes. Yeah. Is it a weird Is thing? Is this like I... a kink you never told me about? Hey, or... hey, hey, hey. As my good friend Drew says, we don't kink shame in this family. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, what is your so we are one week away firstly how was your vaccine experience how was your second vaccine experience um, not too bad very painless on the on the actual shot mm-hmm. and my arm was not nearly as sore right it was more yeah. you were more sore the more sore the first one for sure yeah um and then i just had like a, a fever for a day which was and fever symptoms basically mm-hmm. so that was it wasn't too bad. It wasn't yeah, it was, terrible. Yeah, it was not. It was. It was. I think the stories, the horror stories of like what happened, like some people, like where they were more sick, or mm-hmm. they were scarier, and it made it made you like psycho, like 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 symptomatic in your head. Oh yeah, I kept going. <laughs> Do I have a fever yet? Am I sick yet? And, and then when I actually did start getting sick, I'm like. I'm just hungry, right? Like, I need I, to go to sleep. Or I do. Something. I do love that where you were afraid of getting sick, and then when you finally started getting sick, you didn't even realize that you couldn't mm-hmm. figure that part mm-hmm. out. That was good, though. I, the the second shot for me, just for everyone who knows, everyone who's listening understands that I have a very, 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 very real fear of needles. I fucking killed that shot. He did such a good job. I killed that shot. And you know what? She is. Oh, geez. Hang on. Is that a cat? No, Charlotte. Okay, cool. Great. Um. She says that sometimes, like, to mock me a little bit. Mm-mm. This is, I, I, I don't want to, like, sound like I'm soliciting this, <laughs> but this is real ass praise, yeah, right? for sure. I killed it. I, I We went, were separated. We were separated, which was scary, mm-hmm. but I had, like, a, I had, like, a, you know, I already had my routine set, and I went in there, and I didn't, you know, I didn't panic. I, I took the shot. I was real excited about it. And then uh, I was only heavily breathing to the point where the nurse asked me to take my mask down just to breathe for a little bit <laughs> once. So <laughs> fucking killed that shot. You're all welcome. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, I did this time get him superhero band-aids. That's right. Um, That's as, right. As was suggested. So. That's right. I had, the, I had the Black Panther right on that arm. <laughs> it was fucking... It was great. Yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, uh, you had you also had a uh, superhero band aid too, right? I did. I put a Captain Marvel shot on. That's right. That's right. Captain and band aid, not shot. <laughs> I thought you said John. <laughs> I thought you were trying to connect with our listeners in Philly. No. You're like I just popped a Captain Marvel John on there. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right. Um. So let's get to our guest. We have a very, very special guest this week. He is the host of a podcast called Barnstorming. Is it Barnstorming PA or, bo- or just Barnstorming? Barnstorming, Barnstorming PA. PA. There we go. He, he, I was like, he shook his head. I got it. He's also the facilitator for the Hub for Progress. Jordy Comas, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's great to be on another podcast. I feel really like I can um, like let my hair down because... Uh, Terrain, you're asking me my titles. I'm also a local official and mm-hmm. I do other things. So, um, you know, I think in the last couple of years, I've tried to be focused on a certain 
like projection of like being more of a let's say like a peacemaker trying to hear both sides and now i'm like i get to drink it's terrain and katrina show i can say whatever i want that's right that's right <laughs> i've yeah. been like all day like oh, i get to go on when podcast. people come on this show i want you to know from the bottom of my heart say whatever it's fine. <laughs> say whatever. Now, here's the thing. If you say something specific, we will get you. But say whatever. <laughs> Everyone just be ready. Yeah. Well, I um, it's actually, I wanted to just tell you, uh, I hope this is, is funny in my, uh, out loud is in my head. I read that you had a Black Panther Band-Aid uh, on Facebook or something. Yeah. Um, and I, I, we haven't talked a lot, so I don't even know if this is where you would go. But for some reason, I forgot about the movie. And I thought you meant like the political <laughs> radical movement. <laughs> and I was like, huh. What's a Black Panther Band-Aid? That's like, awesome. You know, don't touch this, you white devil. I mean, oh I don't know. Oh, my God. Just, that... the, just the fist. That would be a pretty cool Band-Aid, uh, honestly. Yes. Yes. It <laughs> I feel like they don't sell them. I feel like if anyone's not selling them, it's Band-Aid. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like you're like, that's, oh, wow. Okay. You know what's wild? I never thought about that until just now. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just because the words out of context, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I had seen a meme yeah. that was in the like the font, the whatever. The I didn't say, yeah, was. I didn't say I have a Black Panther hero band-aid. I didn't say I have a Marvel Black Panther band-aid. I could see why someone was just like, okay, that's that's interesting. <laughs> you can get anything on Etsy. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I bet we could find them on Etsy. I feel like we could. I feel at like least a could. sticker. There's definitely stickers you could pretend are band-aids. <laughs> and real quick, oh, just just for the audience at home, just want to just a PSA from from your friends at Alcoholics. Don't put stickers on your wounds. <laughs> don't do that. You could put some gauze underneath. You could put gauze underneath the sticker and put the sticker on there, but don't just put a sticker over your wounds. It's not going to help. It's going to make it worse. Okay. I mean, that was some pretty fast thinking. Do, do you all have a health background, like health? I am a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I am a doctor in my spare time. Nice. <laughs> yes. I I am a doctor, but not the kind that can help you with a wound. <laughs> no, you're the you're that. <laughs> I wanted to make a joke, but this is too far away. Firstly, Charlotte, stop. She's for... having a crazy time. Yeah, Charlotte's having a ball. So if everyone, if you hear stuff, that's literally Charlotte hitting all of the chords. Um, uh... I have yet to see the cat. So for all I know, this could be your girl's collective imaginary friend. <laughs> oh, yes. We're actually in an asylum right now. And it's just us shaking shit. Yeah, it's called, it's called America. Yes. True. Mm-hmm. Um, no. All right. Let's, let's get to, let's get to the actual, uh, let's get to the actual uh, show. First, I, we, I wanted to start with um, the American Rescue Plan Act, but I also, uh, President Joe Biden um, addressed the nation last night, I believe, Thursday night, the same night he signed the American Rescue Plan Act. I wanted to kind of go over a little bit of what he said um, before we get to the actual bill and the pros and cons, goods and bads. Um, So, firstly... (laughs) That was too long of a walk down. <laughs> I I don't like when they do like that red carpet walk to their uh, to the to the speaking destination. It's always too long, and for Joe, it's way too long. <laughs> Short. Match. They're like, "Where's Major? We're gonna have another ankle accident." <laughs> That's why they shipped him back to uh, to mm-hmm. Delaware. <laughs> my guy's walking. My guy looks like he's walking a brisk mile, and <laughs> just to tell us some shit. Don't do that. But um, the actual. Uh, the actual um, stuff in the speech. He uh, firstly laid out that um, 
put out the 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 land. Uh, what is it? The the I can't fucking help me out. <laughs> I have no idea what you're trying to say. All adults should be eligible yes. for the vaccine by May. First, that is um, something that he put out in the, in the speech. That's policy that is coming from uh, this administration. Um, if I could throw you a lifeline, yeah, I don't even think it was clear. I mean, what does that mean exactly? It, a mandate, an order? It I means mean... well to me. It sounds like, and again, I am not in this administration. I don't know what's what, but it does to me sound like um, the directive is mm-hmm. that uh, we have every adult who wants the vaccine be eligible for the vaccine so they can get in that vaccine line. They can um, get their appointment ready at on by, by May. Right. Um, so it does, it's not just, you know, people with preexisting conditions and people over a certain age right. and people in certain occupations. Like you, if you are an adult and want a vaccine, you can get, you can get in line to get that vaccine. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it was clear if the, he's, demanding the states do that <laughs> or it's just like you're gonna do this yes you know but, so that'll be interesting to see if anyone pushes back at mm-hmm. that point but mm-hmm. um throughout this throughout the speech it was in my opinion typical joe biden um being empathetic to the uh, to the um uh, to what's going on with americans to the you know the pains that they're feeling to the difficulties that they're facing uh calling out asian american violence that was really uh, violence good. against asian americans that yeah. that was great to have the someone in that leadership position point that out that this is an increased thing that needs to fucking stop right now i think that was great also put out um you know uh, the specific like pl- the specific plans the realistic plans that he has to deal with this um one of which is the uh pop-up stations uh to get the vaccine in various parking lots blah 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 blah. i i think these are like we've been i think we talked about this like not too long ago where we had said like it it is good to have top-down leadership for the sheer fact that uh you know getting these vaccines to the people is incredibly incredibly important so doing this in like like getting this to uh, where you live, getting this to the, the a parking lot near you mm-hmm. is actually incredibly important. Yeah, I think it was really great that he pointed out the ways they're reaching out and they have plans to address the people who are really struggling to mm-hmm. get the vaccine, like people who are qualified and are unable to make it to the places that they're doing vaccinations or figure out how to actually sign up and, and, and find it. So mm-hmm. it was really nice because that, that is a big problem right now that they're doing things to address it. One of the things he mentioned was that they're going to set up a, uh, I think, was it a phone? Fu- website. A website that you can find wherever you yes. can get the vaccine in your area. Mm-hmm. I, I got a, and I got a text from, and Jordy, I'm going to come to you right after this. I got a text from someone from the group chat. I believe it was President Franklin who said... <laughs> <laughs> Our, <laughs> I have a group chat who um, all of the people in the group chat are names of presidents. Um, and this one specifically was President Franklin who pointed out, like, he he doesn't, he's not usually the one. I'm used to getting this from Paul. But he, he like, was like, this is why elections matter. Because you have an administration that's doing X, Y, and Z like doing things that actually can help deal with this pandemic. And if we didn't get that, where would we be right now? Right. Um, Jordy, did you see, did you see uh, Biden's, uh, uh, Biden's speech last night? I will admit, I, I will admit I didn't watch it last night. I watched it today on YouTube at 1.75 speed. <laughs> um, 
you started at the walk and went through the speech or, or did you Oh yeah, stop? no, I started at the walk and I realized he was, it was taking him a while to get to the podium. So I put it on 1.75 speed and shit went by way faster. Yeah. I <laughs> don't think I've ever um, turned up the speed on something. I, I, somehow that feels like I'm too old school. It feels like cheating or something. <laughs> no, um, no um, I did not watch it. Because uh, I feel like I'm in class. Do I need to give an excuse? No, you're good. I literally... and What I are you drinking? <laughs> I am drinking... Looks like it's coming out of a fire extinguisher. <laughs> it does. It looks... It 100%. Yes, it does. <laughs> I... You know what? I forgot to ask you up front, too, and I should have. Um, I am drinking Svedka and Sprite. This is Clementine Svedka. It tastes like a little orange, and it's delicious. And I... Uh, Sprite. Specifically, a little orange. Yeah, a little. I've never orange. heard of Svedka. What? It's Svedka's the... pretty good. Is Svedka. it a liqueur? It's no, vodka. it's vodka, baby. Oh. It's that vodka. And then I'm also. Uh, you said that you were um you were gonna create a drink. Um, I, this was round one. I I don't know. We'll see. What what what. Wanna... What was it? What is in it? <laughs> what is in the filibuster? Yes. So the filibuster uh, version 1.0 is uh, the base is a, a Pennsylvania apple cider. It's actually really good when I found it at the, the wine store, um, whose name I will not disclose until they give you a lot of money for sponsorship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with I was kind of thinking of a French 75. I don't know if you know that. It's a champagne cocktail with just a smidge of like lemon and gin in it. Um, so I was thinking of that with the apple cider. That was kind of the inspiration. So it's got some vermouth, some gin. Um, some wormwood bitters. I pulled out like my thing of bitters, which I'm like usually not playing with um, and some lime juice and some cayenne and black pepper. So it's like, I was trying to go for kind of flowery because of filla. I don't know. It sounded like flower meat and busters. So it does have a little bit of heat on the back end. That's the part I'm liking. Um, but I need to experiment with it some more. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's the filibuster version 1.0. 1.0. And will you be trying different filibusters during this podcast or? No, Damn I don't. It. Unless we take one of those breaks. Um, <laughs> we can, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to pace myself, but, um, I may just grab, I may just grab the cider itself, which is really nice. I think this is number three for me. So feel free to, I just want to make sure that it's clear. You don't have to pace yourself. I mean, you're an adult. You choose how you do this. <laughs> but, I mean, if anybody but, listened to the last podcast, they would hear how Terrain did me, not pace himself. Can I just point <laughs> out, can I just point out, last podcast, I had a bottle of wine before we started it. And not one of the, like, the skinny bottles. Like, Magnums, the, they're called. Like, the big bottles. Like, they're called Magnums. The, okay, got it. I had a thick bottle. I had one of the thick <laughs> bottles. <laughs> and um, I had one of those before we started. That was not probably advisable. Um, so I, I have learned, and as you heard previously, I am super coherent and ready to fucking rock this. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. fucking impressed. I'm, I'm kind of a lightweight. You drink a whole bottle of wine. If I drink a whole bottle of wine, this would be called the night, you know, nighty night podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't understand how he does it either. Only one of us has fallen asleep on this podcast. I did not fall asleep. You fell asleep. You were 100% asleep. <laughs> had to wake I did you not up. fall asleep. I was letting you talk. We had to wake you up. Um, <laughs> Biden also in that speech, um, Biden also in that speech made a call, to, made his, uh, again, a call to unity, um, made that call in the terms of 
um, standing up against Asian American, uh, sorry, violence against Asian Americans, uh, made that call in the sense of all of us uh, working together to um, slow and stop the spread of this vile, uh, that this virus, and made the call to us, you know, making that making those sacrifices that we have been making previously and that we are continuously making, and you know, doing our part in getting the vaccine when we have the ability to getting mm -hmm. in line and getting the, getting the vaccine when we, when it is our turn and when we have the ability to, um, what do we think about this? What do we think about this messaging continuing the, uh, call to unity? Uh, is this a, is this, you know, strategically good, bad? What do we, cause I, I, I know that we, we at this podcast have knocked Biden a bunch on this nonsense unity thing, but when it actually comes to it, when it when he's talking to when he's making an address to the nation, this actually isn't a terrible strategic argument to make, right? He's not saying like and and the the way that the the way that the people who work around him have pointed out that unity in its in its essence isn't, you know, Republican and Democratic politicians getting along or getting uh, do it. It is literally doing what's best for the American people and working together as an American people. Do we think that that is that is good messaging that's coming out that could help Biden slash Biden administration slash congressional Democrats going forward? Jordy, I'll start with you. Um. So on the on the unity piece uh, and unifying, I think uh, I think that that um, I think there's two audiences for that, and only one of them was intended. I think the intended audience was people um, from the Biden administration, um, regular people, and I think the other audience that thinks it's for them is the the media, the the chattering classes. I don't actually read or watch a lot of mainstream media because I just honestly don't have a lot of time, so I feel a little. Um, at arm's length about that. And then sometimes I used to read and watch a lot more. And then sometimes I sort of dip back in. And I'm like, nothing's really changed. Mm -hmm. Right. So they took this as meaning, and I think you were touching on this, that unity counts when you have Democrats and Republicans favoring something, politicians. And and the real unity is 70 um, percent. I was looking at this. 70 percent of Americans support this, including a majority of low income Republicans. This is from a study by the Pew Research uh, um, Organization, which does really good research. Um, so, you know, that's the unity. And, and when I, when I hear Biden or like Saki, his, um, I think that's how you say her name, Saki, the, his press Jen secretary. Saki, press, yep. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're on that. And honestly, I think that they're doing a good job of being pretty disciplined and letting action speak louder than words and not trying to get pulled into a lot of back and forth with the media or the right wing trying to define, um, unity as, uh, uh, you know, Republicans agreed with us. And, Something that I saw was a meme and I totally stole it, but somebody took, um, pretty sure it was New York Times, said Congress passes Congress passes uh, 1.9 trillion relief package and they crossed it out and they wrote Democrats. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, look, here's your liberal media for you. They're so, like, they just gave the Republicans cover by mm -hmm. letting it seem like it was the institution working, where really it was this party working to fulfill its promises. Yeah, that's very, very accurate. I think that's exactly what the intention was in this speech is, I think he even said it literally in the speech that unity doesn't mean Republicans and Democrats. It means the American people mm -hmm. coming together to defeat this goal. It's not about politicians. And I do think it was really um, a good message in this context for sure. Um, yeah, I think that this this speech was really, uh, really a good one. I, I didn't know exactly what to expect from it, but I watched it and I was quite happy with what I heard, so... Hopefully it, it you, touches on people. What did you think, Terrain? 
I, I here's the thing. I <laughs> it's rough because I, I I I find that we criticize Joe Biden a bunch, and he we should. He deserves it. Uh, and we're gonna do it some later. And we're gonna we're gonna go get him later. <laughs> we, like a whole heck of a lot of the time, he deserves it. But like in 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 this specific, he does have this ability when he does public speaking. He has this great ability to hit the points he's supposed to hit and do it with that like unrelenting empathy that I just, it's, it's, it's annoying. <laughs> like, like he, he is just, he, the way he behaves when he talks to the American people, he truly believes we can all work together to defeat anything. One of the things I was really annoyed with was when after the January 6th attack, uh, in the insurrection on the, like uh, on democracy, he was like, this is not America. America, we are we are better than this. And I was like, motherfucker, no, we're not. Like, like I don't think, I, I look at, like, the way that w- the, the country as a whole has been for a very long time. And it's like, no, this is us, right? This, these are, That's a flaw that we have to accept, that that is a part of America. But he truly believes that we can all work. And I just, like, I'm like, okay, okay. But then, but then in these moments, that's what's needed. Right. The way that he is able to, like, say, like, this is an American burden that we're all going to shoulder together. And when we all shoulder it together, it will be lighter and it will it will recede quicker. I'm just like, fuck, that's perfect. <laughs> like, it's really good. He is. A, he's. A, that, I thought that was good. I thought that the, the address itself was really good. Um, he laid out very important things as well as um, as well as hard, hard fought like hardcore policy proposals and um you know things that were actually going to alleviate a problem we have um if i could just add one more thing uh i I did hear one clip of him saying basically like um i just need you all to go get a vaccine and then we will be then we'll be unified or something like that and i think it ties into something you were saying earlier terrain about um just the competence factor competence right Mm -hmm. like they're just you know Forget about ideology for a second, because I want to come back to that. Um, <laughs> but I'm just like, look, um, they're just able to get some basic things done, right? And, and I myself, mm-hmm. I'm an elected official, so um, I feel like uh, at a very low level, I just want to make that clear, I'm not comparing my job to Biden's at all. <laughs> no, 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 you have the same job. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. So I have the same job as Rudy Giuliani, right? <laughs> I'm a podcaster now. Um, <laughs> you... <laughs> You have the same job as Rudy Giuliani, Bruce Springsteen, and Barack Obama. Barack Obama, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, that uh, the confidence factor, you know, it just it just matters. And, and what I was going to say, and maybe we can dig into this later, but like I said my thing earlier about Biden is asking us to unify, and I could just hear some people I know who define themselves as, you know, radical or communist or DSA or whatever, just mm-hmm. more that's more about their identity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they would hear me saying that and kind of be like, why are you carrying water for him? And I'm like, look, I, I don't know what you want me to say, right? Like, this is good. It does some good things. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean like, just because I didn't say that was good. And by the way, the, the, the drone attacks in Syria suck in the same breath. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Me saying the one thing doesn't mean I, I, I you know, I, I, um, I, you know, I, I vetoed or I forsook my yeah. ability to criticize him about other things. Let's let's. That's all... that's a funny thing to point out because I've seen a lot of that lately of like Trump supporters or or, or um, like Republicans like how you vote for Joe Biden and then criticize him about this and that's because we're like not following a cult leader. We're not. Like... <laughs> 
<laughs> we the it's good you should criticize your political mm. leaders you should be able to criticize a president you voted for and not you know recognize they're not perfect and they're not gods and they're not somebody to worship mm. and follow and accept everything they do and we and, and to be and to be fair and i'm gonna fucking hit take flack for this but like like jordy like you said there are there we have people on like the the the, the left of biden which is honestly where I would put myself. I think that Joe Biden needs to go. We can criticize him and still, you know, be like, that was a good thing that he just did in this moment. And to not recognize the good that happens in specific moments, especially when we're trying to deal with a pandemic, right? Especially when we're trying to, trying to deal with all working together to defeat a pandemic, it is, you know, it's working against yourself to just completely di like just dismiss anything that someone does that is good. The president, the president gave a gave very good remarks to uh, also passed in in my opinion signed a very good bill uh, to help through this pandemic. Am I pissed about him letting MBS off the fucking hook? Yes, and I will say that until I will keep kicking that up because. Him, leave, him letting MBS off the hook is hugely bad. It is very bad for a foreign policy, and it's the literal same thing the last fucking guy did. Mm -hmm. But in Would that be the guy from Saudi Arabia? Yes. I'm like, okay, thank you. Mohammed bin, so I can't remember. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm I thought you were going after a rapper, and I was like, okay, this is going to be. Motherfucking. Oh, you're thinking of MGK. My man. <laughs> My man. <laughs> My man, Eminem already got him. We don't have to worry about that shit. But anyway, <laughs> like, like, I'm just setting you up. Right? <laughs> you, uh, you, you throw him up, I'll knock him back. But, but no, I, I think that I think that uh, you know Joe Biden letting him off the hook for the, the murder of that journalist is fucking horrible. I think that I think that some of the like not, not I I've harped I've, I've harped about this on this podcast numerous times, but cancel student loan debt my man you can do it you have the ability to do it the only reason to not do it is because uh, there is none um so criticize them where they deserve it but you know give them you know i think he gets his kudos for doing what he's supposed to do that's great mm -hmm. that's yeah. correct that's the name of the yes <laughs> jamal, jamal khashoggi yes yes was the journalist yeah um yeah for sure i mean it, it is it is um you know, I had a, a guy I know who's a libertarian who emailed me um, and, and he's kind of like there was a there was a time a couple of years ago when we were talking and, you know, I was under no illusions that we were going to see totally eye to eye. But, you know, there are some times when libertarians are, are raising issues to, just fundamentally about like you should be we should be worried about the power of the state. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm opposed to concentrated power of any kind also. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so he has been more angry about especially since Black Lives Matter, because he's just very, you know, like. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to try and represent his way of thinking too much, but mostly like, uh, you know, um, everybody should be free and why can't we get past this and we should be colorblind and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he sent me, uh, you know, an email just kind of randomly that was like, so what do you think of the Middle East now? And I'm like, that's it. That, that's your idea of a conversation, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I like, we can have a conversation about that, but you know, like, I feel like the, the, the standard he's holding me or any of us up to is. If I do not denounce Biden every day for something I disagree, I've lost my moral legitimacy mm -hmm. to uh, to be in favor of the things he does that are good. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I I don't get to I don't get to decide what I'm going to applaud or give a thumbs down to on your terms. I right. do that on my terms. Right. Mm -hmm. 
talk about Ron Paul's fucking racist newsletters. All right, let's move on to uh, the American Rescue Plan Act. I am now going to just straight up almost wholesale read this off of my notes just for the sheer fact that I'm I thought you were going to say you read the whole bill and it's like 700 pages. I'm going to read it. I Ron Johnson actually called me and said I couldn't do this podcast unless I read the entire bill. So he got me on that one. Buckle up. Buckle up, everybody. No, so we uh, we have the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021 um, was passed by both chambers of Congress. But let's be clear. It was passed by um, both chambers, uh, both Democratic chambers of Congress, Congress right? Uh, everybody, every Democrat voted for it in the Senate. Every uh, sorry, every Republican opposed it in the in the House. Every uh, Democrat voted. Uh, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, the the inflection I'm putting on at certain times is not helpful. Let me try this again. <laughs> this, every Democrat in the Senate voted for it. Every Republican in the Senate opposed it, except one who voted uh, or didn't vote. You're right. There was a that <laughs> for some reason. I feel like that was just so that Kamala Harris. Didn't it was fifty forty nine. You got me vote. on that one. You got me on that one. <laughs> Um, every, uh, every Democrat, sorry, every Republican in the house voted against it. Every Democrat in the Senate, sorry, in the house voted for it, except for Jared Golden of Maine. Fuck you, Jared Golden. But <laughs> I, <laughs> that one I didn't read off of notes. I remember cause spite lives up here forever. Um, but we, we had this bill that was immensely popular with the American people, uh, Democrats, Republicans, independents, they all wanted this bill. Uh, numerous things in the bill. Katrina, do you want to go through the bill or do you want me to go through it? I can do it if you'd like. I'd like for you to, just because I've been talking a bunch. Sure. <laughs> so the the big thing, the thing everybody knows about is the $1,400 stimulus checks for um, single people uh, t- making less than $75,000 a year, married couples making less than $150,000 a year, and people with dependent children can get 1400 and I think, I believe this time they fixed it so that, you know, if your dependent child is in college, they you still mm. get checks for them. Last time they were completely excluded. I believe that was, I believe that was updated. Yeah, they fixed that. Please correct if we're wrong, but I think it's updated. Mm-hmm. Um, the federal pandemic unemployment uh, compensation, $300 a week was extended, was set to end, I believe March 14th, now extended through, I think the first week in September. September, yep. Um, and they also exempted $10,000 um, of that from federal tax, um, which is great because there was going to be a huge tax burden um, this year for a lot of people who kind of lived off of the mm-hmm. unemployment last year. Um, they also snuck in some great stuff for the child tax credit. Um, Again, I don't think it snuck in. Mitt Romney supported this. It's just, Again, he didn't it's vote something for, you we've... Know You're right. He didn't vote for the bill. You're right. Go ahead. (laughs) It's something the Democrats have been calling for for years. So it wasn't like, Mm. I mean, in this specific instance, it's really helpful and great. But it's something that we wanted to get past for years, not just COVID related, but um, increase the child tax credit, increase the amount that you can um, get back. And they also have this cool provision where people are going to get payments at the end of this year. I believe like $300 a month. I saw two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, so that's really great. I there was something about the child tax credit that it's gonna lift like forty percent of kids out of poverty. Forty to fifty percent of yeah. children out of poverty. So that's amazing. Um, so there's a bunch of aid for schools to reopen um, safely, uh, like stuff to update their ventilation systems and hire support staff and stuff like that. 
Um, there's aid for restaurants, bars, small businesses, various programs and grants and loans. Um, there's emergency rental assistance, mortgage relief, utility relief, um, lots of money for vaccine distribution, promotion, um, setting up the things that Biden talked about in his address. Mm-hmm. And um, continuing, like, food stamp benefits, SNAP increases, other, just a ton of money to various programs to help people. Lots of, lots of direct assistance and different programs that people are going to be able to access to, mm-hmm. to help them out through this time. So, so before we get into the things that we didn't get, because it is important to understand there are things we didn't get, uh, let's talk about the things we did Jordy, what do you think about the bill overall? Um, so I was uh, thinking about this and looking for a little bit of context. And so I poked around a little bit. If you look at the major bills uh, that were passed in the 30s as part of the New Deal, um, and then you you also look at the 2009 Recovery Act, which is what Obama did right after he came into office. Mm-hmm. And and uh, m- my memory is, you know, he, he and his team were like, do we do healthcare first or do do we do the what they call the stimulus bill Mm -hmm. um and they went back and forth on that and they decided to do that one first if you look at all three of them and you put them you adjust them into today's dollars um you know i thought this was kind of interesting so um the 1930s in today's dollars was the equivalent of 814 billion the 2009 bill in today's dollars is the equivalent of 1.04 billion and of course today's was 1.9 uh i'm sorry let me start over 1930s is 814 billion. 2009 was one 1.04 trillion, so 1 trillion 40 billion, and and the one that passed this week was 1 trillion 900 billion. So, um, just in terms of yeah, yeah, exactly, almost double from 2009, uh, and more than two and a half from from the 30s. And uh, and the other one that I think is interesting to look at is if you do it per person, right, which is kind of a way of like measuring how much is there overall for like all all americans um yeah it is almost double it was two thousand seven hundred dollars per person in uh in 2009 and this bill if i did my math right is about five thousand seven hundred so wow you know i think that 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 you know that really kind of sets the stage that this is a really really big fucking deal (laughs) yes uh it's a really big fucking deal and one of the things if you know if people read i don't know paul krugman or joe stiglitz or these kind of uh left-leaning economists you know, the, the the thing was, like, in 2009, and I remember this, maybe you do, like, Obama was like, I can't go over a trillion. Like, they won't let me go over a trillion. Mm-hmm. It was this, like, silly, magical number. Um, and that held them back. And uh, and so so he was constrained by, by that. Um, I think, generally, Obama was always constrained by being a black man. You know, he always, for whatever, I just think it's the burden he had to bear that he could never, like, go as left as he wanted to be. And, you know, that's not any genius insight or anything. Um, and the other thing was, you know, the housing crisis was a lot like the way people understood it was we're in this mess because of other people's choices. Like those people, you know, b- bought houses that were too much. You know, these swindlers in Wall Street sold people um, dead and, and mortgages and bundled them. And um, so there was the sense that, like, even though we needed it, someone was making out. And I think that the tone here is sh- has shifted just because of the reality in the ground. This is a disaster and this is not a stimulus bill. I mean, it is stimulating but it is an it's a natural disaster bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the last thing I just want to throw out is like, um, you know, 
I have a friend who got a degree in disaster management and he's been helping me to stop saying natural disasters because of course even when the flood comes it's a disaster because of where we built and the things we did mm -hmm. you know so every disaster is really a human disaster uh and it's it's you know the world is going to do things whether it's a pandemic or a flood or a tornado and we have to always think in terms of resilient systems resilient and this is one of those times when when the government needed to be very resilient and and do that something this big mm -hmm. I, I agree. I think that I think that one of the the, the main things that is like super important, I think, uh, is Joe Biden uh, and and the people around him. I, I really credit his staff. I really credit his staff because they understood the what happened during the Obama era, right? Uh, Obama asked for something. The Republicans just were like, absolutely fucking not. And they tried to negotiate down, and the Republicans were like, still no. And they had to like water down their shit and, and it was bad like right unfortunately yes we found that we at some points were were um negotiating against other democrats but uh joe biden didn't really relent right he really pushed for very very progressive policies in this bill and and things that really are necessary for us to be able to get out of this pandemic i i think that i think that it's 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 I, I I've seen some dumb stuff and I'm like, I can't I can't find it myself to just kind of go at Joe Biden on this bill when uh, this is a very progressive bill. You ask ask Bernie Sanders himself, ask Senator Bernie Sanders. He is behind this. Like, right. Like, though, the, we, though we didn't get everything we wanted, this was incredibly important to get. And we needed it at the time that we got it. I'm, I'm very happy with what we got. Katrina, what about you? Yeah, no. Um, I do think there was more that we could have pushed for with it, but it wasn't necessarily part of COVID, really. You know, it's just like this. Uh -huh. In some ways, oh, I kind of feel like. Oh, the fucking parliamentarian over here. Right, right. That's what's a part of COVID, really. It, it's just that we're in a tricky situation uh, with our Senate. Uh, numbers and we only have the opportunity to do budget to do budget reconciliation a couple times in a year so mm -hmm. it really felt like we kind of needed to make a big push for a lot of our things so um but in terms of actually just covid relief i think this is incredibly important and inc incredibly effective in the things that we got um and i i think this is probably the last covid bill we're gonna have and there's a lot of funding and a lot of support. And I think the, the things in this bill are going to help a lot of people get through the end of this on the other side. Crossing fingers. Before mm -hmm. before we move um, to uh, before we move to what we could have got or what we didn't get, rather, um, I, I, I would be remiss to, to, to uh, if we don't discuss. What do we do with <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to put this in like a nice way. Um, what do we do? We have a lot of people that are that are on the left um, that, uh, you know, see this bill and go, well, Democrats, you compromised for this, but you didn't you did still didn't get any Republican support. So why even compromise on anything? Like how what's a 
nice way to tell them that we still have to, like, deal with our own caucus. Mm. Like, what's a nice way to say that? Because truly, we have to deal with the Democratic, we have to deal with the Demo- uh, like, like the Democratic Party, yeah. right? Not every Democrat is where we want them to be. I don't like that we have to ask Joe Manchin for shit. I really don't like that we have to go hand, uh, hat in hand begging Joe Manchin for scraps. I don't like that we have the Manchin, uh, the Manchin Collins caucus, right? I don't like that we have to deal with that. But that is the reality of what we have to deal with right now. We don't get this passed unless we get every single Democrat on board. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, we do have to scale back some of the plans that we have because we need to get them on board. We need 50 votes. We can't do it without 50 votes. What do we how do we nicely say that how do we nicely say that? Because for me, I want to say, hey, fuck face. We have to do this. Like, it's annoying and I hate it too. And you know what? Maybe if we got more motherfuckers elected, we wouldn't have to deal with this. Maybe if we would have turfed out Collins and fucking Joni Ernst and fucking Lindsey Graham, we wouldn't have to do this. But since we only have 50 Democrats in the Senate, we actually have to compromise. And I hate it too, but that's what we have to do. How do we say that nicely? Jordy, you're an elected official. How do you say nice stuff to people? Um, I mean, usually I listen first uh, to Rain. Good. I, say, I, now, I hear your concern. Let me, let, and, let's, let's role play real quick. I'm, sure. real, I'm upset. <laughs> I can hear that you're upset. I'm upset because I have to, no, no sorry, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to make a terrible pun and say we need to be emancipated. <laughs> no! <laughs> Don't do that. Come on, man. That's no. All right. But but what do you what do you what do you think? Like, like how how do you um we can role play it if you want. I'm no, I don't want to role play it. Okay. You, 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 you do that you? with Katrina. I understand. <laughs> By the way, her mother listens to this. So well, oh, good. No, well okay. done. Well done. She loves those jokes. Yo, hi, she. Hi, yes, hi, she loves. Hi, hi, Katrina's mom. She loves <laughs> to rain Katrina's sex jokes. Um, but but you you lead you are a facilitator for the hub for right. progress, right? I mean, it's interesting, yeah, because I'm totally thinking like all through 2019 and 2020, especially in our hub Facebook group, where social media, I think particularly, right, of course. Um, tends to uh, uh, exacerbate and encourage people to say short, shallow, pithy things to try and get his attention, you know, so it kind of works against that, you know, as the hub for progress, which is just, if listeners don't know, we're a, um, a managed network of progressive organizations and people across like rural PA. So we're, we're very much trying to be like the biggest tent we can on the left, right? That's what we're about, um, which means that, you know, there are people within the hub who aren't going to agree. But anyway, you know, I really agreed with what Indivisible said, which was like, we're going to, you know, everybody push for your candidate in the presidential primary. And then after that, we're going to come together. And I spent a lot of emotional energy and time talking to people saying, I'm not saying vote blue, no matter who. I didn't say that. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I also agree that's obnoxious. If anybody said that to me and they have, you know, I've been a third party voter in my life when I was younger. Like, that's really obnoxious. And so I, I wouldn't want to hear that. So, you know, my point is these fault lines are there. Um, and I think it's particularly it's particularly a catch 22 because. I've been thinking a lot about like last summer and the uprising and all these people who came out to events and many were either repoliticized or newly politicized, especially in our area. You know, uh, of course, a huge numbers of people of color in our area who, who, who's, you know, 
and saw this moment to really step up and step out and, and be seen and a lot of white allies because of the reality of where, where we are in rural PA. Um, and so a lot of them, right, came out and protested one, two, three, four, five, six times, whatever. There was an election and, and, and I, I, and I've talked to some of them and it's like, okay, but like, why is this taking so long? Right? Like the very people who make the most strident demands, which the po political system needs, right? Mm -hmm. We need them. They're also the ones who, who are like the least interested in understanding the long, slow, boring of boards that is politics. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, this is a really complicated answer. I don't like that either. Like, I hate how long it takes to do things. Yeah. But I sort of feel like I signed up for that game. So it's it's not, you know, I don't feel like it's, an, some of them I want to be, hey, fuck face, like, you know, go away, right? Like, you're just, you're just on a rage high. You listen to too much, whatever, Chapo, Trap House, or whatever. <laughs> like, there's a whole angry left media. Whoa. And I'm like, okay, I get it, right? And you're getting off on that, but that's not actually productive politics. Mm -hmm. um, so, but but in general, I just try and listen because, like, uh, you know, like I said, I've said, like, I'm, I'm interested in a left that organizes people and fights ideas, not the other way around. You know, like, let's talk about it. Like, who mm -hmm. are you? Why? Why are you? Why do you want more? Like, I'd rather figure why do you want more and what did you want out of that? And why are you disappointed in Biden than trying to argue with them about the specifics? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that would be a more productive avenue. Unless they're on Twitter, and then I would tell them to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I here's the thing. I, I, I tend to, like, especially when it comes to, like, people who are really annoyed about, like, the slow, long, like, like just slog that it gets to actually change things. I agree. I think that it's terrible. I think there are numerous things that need to be done, and they need to be done absolutely right fucking now. Um... But at the same time, you kind of have to like see see what is what is up in the political sphere that you're in um, before you know you can actually like change the political sphere that you're in. I think that one of the things that it would be great is if we had concerted efforts to get third party candidates like not just in presidential years. I, I am I am so I, I'm I'm super annoyed when like the only time you see like uh, major libertarian pushes or ma major uh, Green Party pushes is during the uh, during the presidential election of whatever year when it's a fucking debacle of a disaster versus someone who hopefully can help a little bit. And it's like like, where are you, where are you in your town council? Where are you in your school board? Where are you in your state and local representative? Like, why are you not, why is the, the why is it that you're president or bust? Why are you not actually doing things to, to make that difference at the, at the state and local level and build your party? I, 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 I mean, isn't part of that because there's such been such a collapse of, we live in these news deserts. I mean, you're, you're part of filling that, I think, your show and my show. But I mean, isn't that part of your answer? No, that's fair. That's fair. I want to say, by the way, um, anything that says that we are doing we are doing the Lord's work to get everybody informed, <laughs> I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. But <laughs> I, no, I, I think that I think that it's uh, you firstly, know what? the Lord is late with the W two. I've been waiting for it. Super late, <laughs> and I'm like, come on, man. We signed a contract, but I I think like. Like one of the things that I, I I think would be best for the for the United States is a firstly a parliamentary a parliamentary system, right? Get rid of the Senate. Senate's fucking stupid. Get rid of the Senate. Have a proportional representation system for the entire country. That is what we need, right? 
to have a prime minister who is just the leader of whatever party is in power. That is the thing that facilitates mostly for uh, mostly for a, a multi-party system, right? More than just a two-party system. That's what we need. We need to actually work to actually to we need to work to get that. And it takes unfortunately a long amount of time and the problem is we don't have, we we don't have time to like throw <laughs> I don't have time personally to toss a vote to like the green party when my choice when my the top two choices the two people who likely will get the president like who likely will get the white house are uh, you know, a person who I disagree with sometimes, but for the most part, I think we're in alignment or a goddamn monster who's just hell bent on destroying the earth. I know it looked like I gave the bathroom symbol. I didn't try to. Um, <laughs> let's... Is this our break? Does anyone need a break? No, actually, I'm good. No. Let's let's keep moving. Well, Let, I didn't I get mean, a chance to, sorry, go ahead, to go ahead. address the situation. Yes. Um, and I have thoughts. So <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I think I believe that you have thoughts. Yeah. And I'm ready I to hear sure them. Do. I'm ready to hear them right now. First of all, I don't want to hear your bullshit about <laughs> parliamentary system. Just the same I don't want to hear about like communists on Twitter, like we need a communist country. They're anarcho-communists. Listen, listen, I don't disagree, but you need to be fucking realistic. And that's the same thing with people who think that change is going to happen so fast. Be realistic. Like going at this, like we're going to be able to change all these things so fast. And, and these things are possible in a couple of years. It's, it's just ignoring the reality of the country we're in, the voting system we have, the laws that are in place to suppress the vote. Like, there are so many factors up against making significant quick change, including the fact that we allowed the Republicans to completely destroy our court system so that if we pass laws really quickly, they're likely going to suffer at the hands of the Supreme Court if they get there. Or various smaller courts. Exactly. <laughs> so the, the system is set up by the wealthy, by the white, by the majority to suppress all these huge changes that would be great for the minorities and for just the the people who aren't in power that is the system we are set up in right now we need to work to make small changes and get people elected that might not be the big progressive beacons we want them to be but that will work towards these small changes that we can get to where we need to be it's not we cannot overthrow this government we but, saw but, what happened when Katrina, somebody tried to do that you just you just gave a really cogent thoughtful argument for why we should try and overthrow it yeah i mean you were like there are all yeah. these problems i mean i guess we can try the capital riot I'm, but our side does it i'm I, not gonna lie what you just said really sounded like you were saying <laughs> we need to overthrow the government well, you were I saying just, like I mean, oh no it's not possible because there's so powerful and they've ruined everything and someone needs to stop them it sounds like you were like it's us we need to stop them <laughs> well i mean it's, it's it's your show but i mean i was curious katrina like can you can you fill in like how how do you get from your own analysis that there are all these huge structural problems you laid them out so well yeah to the way we move forward uh -oh. is with small incremental changes i mean uh -oh. i just the alternative is the overthrowing is the government. The, see, well, see, so. and here's here's where I, I kind of want to, like, because I, I think I get where you're at, right? Where you're like, there's so many people just talking about throwing a Hail Mary, you know, like tossing a full court, tossing a full court shot, right? And, 
and truly. But but what does that mean? Like you're what are they talking about? I don't know. I'm not talking about what they're talking about. I'm talking about what you're saying they're the, talking. The crazy about. radical thing well, the they want to do. Pronouns. I can't do Inception like this. Now we're like into the mind of a dream of somebody. <laughs> yes. But like, hang on. No, 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 the, no, wait, listen. stop. Wait, is the top spinning? Someone tell me if the top spinning. That's an Inception joke. I've never seen the movie. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes. I've seen it like seven times and I didn't. Yes, the top is spinning. Wait, oh, is it no. a top spinning or a coin spinning? I've never seen both. the movie. Both. Both? Both. both. They're fucking spinning both? <laughs> well, Listen. there's a top and then there's a coin. So they both can spin. But I d- I d- but which? But hang on, uh, Katrina. I'm, All right, I you just do your tangent and yeah, tell yeah, me yeah, when no, I can talk to you. I, I wanna... have to rewatch it to remember which one is like the giveaway. Sorry. Okay, gotcha. All right, Katrina, go ahead. I was just trying to All figure right. out the. It, it has to do with an anchor reality. Like if it's spinning or not, you are in a real reality versus. But it, is it the top or is it the coin? Well, I, there's two different characters and each one has one. Wait, what? They. <laughs> What, do you want me to blow the whole plot? Hang on, yeah, I fucking do. I'm not going to watch I mean, the goddamn I mean, movie. At its, co- at its core, the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio character, right, mm-hmm. who can, you know the basic premise, he can go into dreams. You know, in, embedded in that is that his wife, like, and went crazy because they spent too long in these alternate realities and that the way you would know the difference between a real, real reality and a non-reality was this, like, special, like, t- talisman device, and hers was this top that spins but she locks it away because she doesn't want to know. Like she basically doesn't want the, her own protection. Right. And then that causes her to kill herself. So Leonardo DiCaprio um, uh, is like aware of that danger. And then he has his own coin, which is a thing he spends. And I honestly don't remember it in the movie because I, I think it ends ambiguously about whether he basically like locked away his own coin or not. So, so the, the, the top and the coin are about your willingness to leave your dream reality and re-embrace, for example, bringing this full circle the long, slow boring of boards that is politics that I was saying earlier, right? And so both of those characters are like, no, I'd rather be in my la-la land where we can just talk about sort of abstract ideologies, right? That, that's the equivalent of giving up their coin or their, their spinning top. Does that make sense? Yes, Katrina, you can go ahead. <laughs> I, I immediately, wow. I, Jordy, with all due respect, I immediately regretted. <laughs> I literally, I'm, I'm like, as you started to explain it, I'm like, oh no, I don't have the patience to sit through this. You did, Sorry. you did, you did a good job. I did, I just, I was like, I was like, not going to be rude, but like, yeah. I hate this movie already. Oh, I thought I did a good job of explaining. No, I think you did a I think, movie. And no, I <laughs> here's the thing. I think you did a great job of explaining that complicated movie to the point where I understand that I do not need to see that movie. I don't want to. No, mm-hmm. I'd rather watch Memento. Katrina, go ahead. Okay, so I think we saw, we got a very clear example of how we can change the system that is working against the people, and that was the state of goddamn Georgia. And Stacey Abrams and mm-hmm. the organizers there who worked so hard in a state that has worked so hard to suppress black people. And, and they made their voices heard and they got two blacks or not two black senators, two Democratic senators. John Ossoff? <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> but black and Jewish. Black John Ossoff. And they voted Democrat for the president. Like, there is a big change right. that was made there with hard work and okay. organizing. And if we would, if people all across the country would focus on that sort of effort and, and work that hard instead of going on Twitter and talking about how we just need communism... Um, I think that the, gonna, I think that's an actual. You're about to kill the listenership <laughs> of this fucking podcast. I know for sure, but but like I I just feel like the the idea behind a lot of these people on Twitter is God, well goddamn if Bernie had been elected president we would be great 
and but it would be in the exact same position like i don't yeah. you know there what what can we do besides completely overthrow the system which will i mean i don't think it'll work <laughs> i have a couple of things on that one i agree that the idea of completely overthrowing american government is not necessarily the most um practical easy, practical easily obtainable thing right i it I, would work i agree <laughs> it would be great i just don't think we could do i it. agree with you on that <laughs> however there are a couple of things that you said that i take issue with one if Bernie Sanders was if Bernie Sanders were president, we would we keep talking about how student loan debt needs to be forgiven. Bernie actually would have done that. Like that's, that's there are there that's are true. certain things that Joe Biden is not going to leap to do that he can do unilaterally whereas another more progressive president would do. I just want to point that out as a difference. That is truly 100% a difference. Um, but I also I also think that, like, when talking about Georgia, that's great. We got two Democratic senators from Georgia elected. We we got Democratic, we got a Democratic um, president uh, to get the electoral votes from Georgia. Uh, but the, the problem is, um, the majority, I believe, in the Senate and the House of Georgia is Republican, and they are now working to roll back all of those electoral laws that helped get these people to where they are. And they have a Republican governor that is going to sign those bills. Like, there are, it's, 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 I get both of, I hate, I hate that I'm about to both sides of this shit, but I get both, right? Where one side is like, we need to steadily obtain power and use that power and this, that, and the other thing. Like, yes. And then there's the other side that's like, Brain, we, is that our side? I, like the three of us? I, I think that's us. <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely a build power to use power. I think we, but the, and then, and then, but, the, but there's also the side that's like, well, they didn't use the power fast enough. Like, right. the, and, and like, like, for example, the people who are upset with Democrats uh, in, in, in the Senate who didn't, you know, like hmm. pass a, a, a minimum wage increase. I'm pissed at that too. But we have, we had to get, 50 votes and we only have 50 votes in the Senate uh, other than the, the tiebreaker. So we actually do have to compromise. It's fucking annoying. I hate it. I hate compromise. But we have so, to. I mean, I'm sorry to play like the old man card here. <laughs> I'm not All even right. 50 yet, but you know, part of it, my father was an immigrant. Like he lived through the Spanish civil war and like he would talk about it. And so just like sometimes when people left talk about communism, like I had somebody who I'm friendly with, seriously seem to be proposing that Maoism was her preferred system of government. And I, I just tried really hard not to like be snide or condescending, but I was like, there's too much blood uh, in that history. What, I mean, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I know all about red baiting. You know, I grew up in the South in the eighties, you know, in my, in, in my high school, I was a minority for being liberal at the time and called all, you know, all kinds of things. And so like, I don't know how you do really major radical reform without a lot of bloodshed. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm not even sure that you get what you were aiming for, you know, so, you know, revolution is sexy when it's on the stage in Les Mis or whatever, but like the historical track record's not great. <laughs> um, there, there is some interesting stuff um, about like nonviolent transitions of power. I mean, some of this informed a lot of 
I wasn't very involved in a lot of um, the democracy defense all through the summer and fall and organizing I do. Um, and we did trainings, you know, what can we learn from Chile and some other places that had uh, an attempted coup and they resisted it nonviolently. And a lot of that went into the strategy that was implemented in one. I mean, you know, it has been such a whirlwind, but uh, in last June and July, I was more afraid than I've ever been in my life about a real totalitarian government in the United States. And I'm not saying that we don't have huge problems, right? Everything with policing has all kinds of problems of, of, of violence and oppression of people. Um, but, you know, I mean, like, literally, like, 1930s Reichstag fire kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think, you know, we all are subject to maybe, I'm just sort of extemporaneously going here a little bit, like, I'm just saying that now and refueling that and being like, you know, it's crazy, like, it's a luxury to worry that Biden is not liberal enough when I really thought we were at the abyss. That's, um, yeah, that's a really, really good point. And, and not only that, the other thing that I feel like we need to bring up is, I just glanced at Georgia. And in Pennsylvania, it was so thin. You know, we all fall into this mindset because of the winner-take-all nature of especially yeah. the presidential. Yes. It was so close, so close. And we know because of structural advantages that the GOP has with gerrymandering and other things and just what's baked into the Senate, we have to win, you know, on presidentials by four or five points more than we would have to otherwise, something like that, to overcome that structural imbalance, right? Um so yeah. in the last in the last like 20 years, they've won the popular vote once. Yeah. Bush 2004. <laughs> yes. And, and which like, going going back to, you know, which which was really still kind of a war vote, something you were saying about Biden um, and his tone. I was just thinking about how like uh, the George W. Bush, <laughs> not a president <laughs> in the time <laughs> uh, I had any patience for the way he won was terrible. That that could have been our capital. Right. You know, the Democratic Party and Democrats basically were like, we know you fucking cheated. But we're not willing to like mm -hmm. stop playing the game, yeah. right? Like you won by one vote, five to four in the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and a vote and... that Sandra Day O'Connor regrets. Oh, God, <laughs> she was still in the court. So you know, and then nine eleven happened, and 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 Bush's George W. Bush's popularity went to like ninety percent. Mm. I remember him being in New York, and there was about six weeks where I was like, "Yep." Like, I don't like him, but this is a time to come together. Mm -hmm. And that's what Biden tapped into last night, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, like most Americans, like 70, 80, 85, 90% will come together if, if, if there's a clear threat. Right. You know, it's, it's America coming together in, in, in a moment of tragedy. America comes together united to stand up and fight against the, the thing that is perceived as the evil. And it could have been that from the beginning. It could like. That's right. It, we like it's crazy yes. because Trump could have easily won this election. He should have had easily. he done what Bush did. Mm -hmm. That's had right. he treated it like that, he would have won this election, no doubt. I one hundred percent. I'm with you one hundred percent. If if Donald Trump treated this pandemic as anything but the like what he did, if he even gave the gave half of a thought to it. Kitty cat, please be quiet. I'm talking about something. If 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 President if former President Trump gave any like actual clear plan to fight this, if he treated it as a serious thing, he had the president. He was going to win the presidency. I've wondered. I don't know. If someone has done the math, but you know, uh, he he did so many things that you shouldn't do as a politician. You know, let some of his supporters freeze to death in Nebraska, um, <laughs> then let them get overheated in Florida the right, next right, day. Right, right. I forgot about that. 
but literally in Georgia and a few other states where it was so narrow, he may have literally killed off his margin with mm-hmm. his super spreader events. Yes. Like it's, it seems to me it's like numerically possible. Yes. Yeah. I, I, we we don't have numbers on that because they specifically did not track that. Because sort of stuff they in would red not states. allow that to be tracked. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he may literally have no one to blame but himself for literally killing his own voters. I yeah. truly do think. I he think has that's no true. I think that's. I mean, whether or not it's true, true, it feels true. Like let's be, and let's <laughs> just be clear. Like he, the 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 pandemic, the mostly killed off. Like like the 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 top like group of people it killed off was black people. Like mm-hmm. so, we could argue that this was a tactic, but he also killed off a lot of like his own voter base. Well, it also killed off a lot of old people. Yes, yes. like his own voter base. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> with with just no with no regard. So he was. I, I my, personally, I don't think he was thinking of those con those specific contexts. I think he was just like, I want to go and talk to people, and the people love me. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I yeah, yeah, I never bought into Trump as, you know, this four-dimensional chess political yes. genius. This tactical, this fucking tactical my, mastermind who is like, "I know what the people want." No, he just knows that some he just knows that a very large portion of the country will be very on board for a bunch of racist stuff. Look, Glenn Beck has been around for 20 years or something, I don't know, and and you know, when he was on Fox, he was like the or his own show. It's like the perfect fusion of entertainment and politics. I mean, that's what Trump is. Trump is mm-hmm. a good entertainer. And yeah, he, absolutely. You know, he is good at that, and he delivered. You know, yes. he had his he had the writers' room in his head, and he you know he did four seasons, and he didn't have enough for the fifth season. No, he. I feel like yeah, he just didn't want to write that fifth season. He just was like, I don't really think we have it. How about <laughs> <laughs> how about we write? Uh, let's write a let's write a like mini episode after the fourth season where. I ins- inspire people to attack the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> but you were talking about what's not in it. Um, I don't know if we've. Yes, like, we're, yeah, we should, we're we should get to that. Let's we're going to move on to what's not in this bill. Multiple things were not in this bill that we were all hoping would be in this bill. Number one being the actually who wants to who uh, Jordy, what's uh-huh. not in this bill that you want in this bill? Well, I don't want to steal any thunder, but the minimum wage is got to go up. I mean, yes, just for sure. Yeah, that's number one. Uh, minimum wage not in the bill. The parliamentarian voted against it, and then a bunch of Democrats were like, "I guess if the parliamentarian voted against it, we have to agree because we follow the rules." Because, as you all know, Democrats were nerds. Um, I so <laughs> one of the things that was jarring to me was um Chris Coons who you may all remember as a senator who uh, wanted to not... Most accidentally racist named senator? (laughs) No, no, no. I wanted to... I was going to go with um, the one who wanted to end the... uh, Who didn't want to have witnesses at the second impeachment trial because I guess he had Valentine's Day plans, question mark? So I guess Chris Coons got a fuck on Valentine's Day, so we can't talk to witnesses. from Delaware, Coons? Yes. Coons, Mm -hmm. yes. He was from Delaware. Uh, He... Uh, oh, it still is. Is from Delaware. He is from Delaware, right? Yes. 
We're all cool with that? Yes. Okay. Sure. Just, you want I'm, me to check? No, I'm checking. <laughs> just wanna, but I just look, I'm sh- if I'm going to shit on a guy, I want to make sure I know where he's from. Before That's I right. Go. I want to know how many states away he is. Yeah, I want to know where he is. I want to know. That I wanna motherfucker's sh- got to get all the way through New Jersey. I want to make sure he's in the <laughs> state that tried to find me for going through their dumb fucking uh, toll uh, routes while while telling me when I got to that toll route at 1 a.m., no, it's fine. You just go through it and we'll send you the toll in the mail. Yeah, fuck that state. But anyway, um, Chris Coons, the same guy who really had to get out of that impeachment trials for Valentine's Day, also said that also voted against the minimum wage increase, but then went on Joy Reid's show like a couple of days ago and said, oh, no, I'm in favor of raising the minimum wage and we're going to do it by the end of this year. What does it say about me? I don't know who Joy Reid is. Joy Reid. OK, um, she is a, is that a good thing or a bad thing. That's mm, a both thing. It's fine. It's cool. Right. You don't have to know who Joy Reid is. You should. She's <laughs> she's an MSNBC host. She took over Chris Matthews seven o'clock hour. Oh, Chris Matthews. And she used to have. I was uh, this close to stoning him in the town square. <laughs> <laughs> she used to have a you Sunday You hear that, show. Chris? You hear that? You made it this goddamn close. That's right. And we don't even care how much you talk about PA politics, Chris Matthews. We don't care here. You don't, right. you don't get a pass for, you don't get a pass for talking about PA politics here. Absolutely not. Sorry, Katrina, go ahead. I didn't. I was just saying who Joy Reid was. Yes. She is a, she is an MSNBC anchor. Now. She used to have a morning show on AM Sunday. Joy. Morning Joy. AM Joy. AM Joy. She also is, she is a black woman who got that spot, which I think is fucking awesome. And they need more people of color. In that. I think there's a Joy who's on The View. That's Joy Behar. <laughs> okay. For some reason in my head, they were. The, and I had I had Joy Behar on my screen radar as like somebody I don't need to spend a lot of time worrying about. No. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but but regardless, I what do we think of what do we think of um you know uh, Chris Coons coming out saying we're gonna raise the minimum wage within the year, but while also voting against raising the minimum wage within the well, year. Well, there were multiple multiple of the Democrats that voted against it. There, I believe there were eight Democrats that voted against the minimum wage increase in the COVID bill. And and a lot of them are pro minimum wage increase, but they just didn't. What? Because they saw it as an attack on the filibuster, I think. Well, they didn't Aren't think they the that this was the they place for it. Over- this isn't the appropriate time. And the parliamentary... I just, like... I, I, I honestly just bount, like fluctuate. I think it's so stupid that we're like, we need to follow all these rules and do everything according to procedure. But then at the same time, it's like also criticize the republicans when they don't follow rules <laughs> so <laughs> I, I i kind of like i i do fluctuate but i also hate these people so i don't know i mean it's just like when they're so gleeful and and joyful and don't actually fight and push for things that are going to help a lot of people it's it's hard to you know sympathize with their need to follow norms and rules Ugh. Jordy, yeah. what, do you, what do you think just specifically you don't even have to know like this but but like specifically someone someone coming out saying we're gonna raise the minimum wage within a year on a television show after uh 
in practice, he voted against a minimum wage increase. Like, it wasn't connected to a bill where we, uh, you know, put fucking babies in the Hindenburg, right? It is just, like, we... What? uh, That's literally the first thing I thought of. Is that weird? What an example. Is that weird that it's the first thing that came to my head? Yeah. Like, but, like, like, literally, it's just, is a minimum wage increase on top of a fucking relief bill, right? Those, those, uh, they match. What do you I mean? Think? I can try. <laughs> I think that Chris Coons, if I try and get into his head, I don't know a lot about him. So, so two things. One, they believe that this bill really is about disaster relief and so should be short term things. And raising the minimum wage is a fundamental change to the economy. And so they just think from sort of a good governance perspective, right, that it's better to have a separate vote and argument about that. And, you know, they would point to things like all the stupid shit that Republicans throw into bills that they shouldn't, like when they did their 2017 tax bill and other things. Um, So that's one thing. The second thing is, of course, Coons and the other guy from Delaware. uh, Harper. You know, all those. Harper. Tom Carper. Carper, whatever his name is. Am I right? I, yeah. I, look, it's such a Maybe. small state. I only have room in my memory for one senator. Here's the thing. I'm a nerd. I feel like I... I remember these dumb people. (laughs) Yeah. You clearly, both of you, like I said before, you follow, you're following the national scene more than I am, but um, you know, the, all of the corporate, so many of the fortune 500 are, are registered there. So those two votes, even though they're Democrats are always pro, pro, pro corporate agenda. And even though, and this is something I've, you know, uh, I'm not an expert on it in terms of my field, but I've read a lot and um, you know, I've, you know, used it in class for 15 years and, and other things I was reading about it today. The overwhelming evidence about increasing the minimum wage is completely on the side that you get. Um, it lifts people out of poverty. Um, it does not really lead to uh, massive changes in the number of people who are employed. It tends to make businesses more do better because you have workers who are more productive, mm-hmm. like all of these things. But um, I haven't seen anybody do this, but I would like to see the back of the envelope map. You know, If we pass the $15 minimum wage, when we pass it. And even though it's going to be implemented over time, like everybody forgets that it's not like tomorrow goes to $15, you know, some amount of the um, there's only so much of the price increase that corporations will pass on to consumers. So they will have to eat some of that in their profits and you will see a short term dip in some large company stocks and then all of the, you know, the whole financial sector. And so he's afraid of that. He's afraid of that. Good. Yeah, right. I mean, part of me, my like, this is an audio medium, but I just tweeted about it like a day ago. The Economic Policy Institute has this one graph, which is like, to me, 90% of the problem and it's productivity over time, Mm. right, which goes up and up and up and up. And it's uh, the, um, the the minimum wage. wage. Yeah. And they're they're in line from the 40s to the 80s, which is the golden era that Chris Matthews loved to talk about when the American middle class did better, even as the corporate elite were doing better. Those things were like, you know, like completely parallel. 1980, you know, Ronald Reagan, that's when all the shit happens and they diverge. And we have been basically in an era and people call it different things, but it's, you know, it's the pro corporate agenda. And to go back to the other thing, when, when some of my lefty friends, you know, talk about they want to smash capitalism, I, I don't honestly know what they mean sometimes. I want to smash that system, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, you know, I like having good scotch. I like having books and stuff. Like, I like markets. Um, I like that markets can work. I like to go to a farmer's market where there's six people competing to sell me a really good apple. Oh, okay. I don't really want to stand in line for like a shitty apple that the state government gives me. Yeah. 
I feel like the government could compete with what Apple's doing. It's nonsense. Um, no, I, I think, I think that that's, I think that we are like, we have, we, we seem to like, kind of like put ourselves in this dumb box where, you know, uh, we, we think that, the, sorry, we're, let me, let me rephrase. A lot of people are convinced that if workers, if lower level workers make money, if they make more money than they currently are making, then the things that you are getting are going to be worse quality. The um, things that you're going to be minute, getting wait a minute. are people really think. Why on earth would they be less quality? People think that people think that they're going to have to lay. They're going to lay off workers. They're going to lay off uh, people who are designing things and and the amount of like what they're they're not going to be worth as much as they're supposed okay, to. Look, it's look, stupid. I'm, a, I'm, a little, me... I'm already a little buzzed, and this is like a twenty year bugaboo for me. It's you keep stupid. Going and then I'll, I think I'm it's. Gonna... I agree that it's stupid. I know, but... I know you agree. I'm just trying to understand. <laughs> I'm trying to even understand what they're saying. People are all so stupid, and it really bugs me because I've been on Facebook doing this last couple of days and Bad they start move. telling me if you Bad understood move. economics and i'm like shut the fuck up i understand economics so much better than you do <laughs> i have a fucking phd okay <laughs> there's also they're all they're also <laughs> well they watch fox news yeah, so on. i hang don't on. know if you can really compete with that hang on i watch papa john's on oan so i feel like i got the upper hand on this <laughs> um like they're, they're... papa john's is the name of a show on oan no <laughs> papa john john shetterman the individual Schefter? John Schefter. No, that's Adam Schefter. <laughs> All I heard was I watch Papa John's on OAN. I watched I watched Papa John's on OAN. He came on and said he was trying to. This is not. This is again, again. President Franklin showed me this. Um, he said that he was he. <laughs> Hold on. Was there a President Franklin? Yes, President Franklin Roosevelt. <laughs> Oh, I always thought you were doing last names. I was really confused. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I've been calling him President Franklin. Oh, there, are, there are multiple President Roosevelt's. I have to be very specific. Oh, thank you. This show is going off the rails. Uh, off the rails. Um, I was thinking it just got on track. Papa John Papa John went on OAN and, like, didn't he say, Katrina, help me out if I got this wrong, but he said that his board portrayed him as a racist. It's not fair of the board to do that. He's going to deal with the board and show them he's not a racist. And the board of what? His, his board of, of the board of directors for for Papa, Papa John's. John's. Mm -hmm. But okay. Wait, wait. Number here's the like legitimately and I have to get to this cuz this is just the most important part of it. He said he was going to show them he was not a racist. Uh his first step was Spending 20 years. No, not 20 years. What was it? He spent like two years. Oh, sorry. The last 20 months. 20, 20 months, months was yeah. what it was. Sorry. So he spent the last 20 months uh, getting the N word out of his vocabulary. <laughs> oh, well. Because so, he's not racist. Because he's not racist. <laughs> Again, thank you, President FDR, for telling me about this. Because this is the dumbest goddamn thing. <laughs> It's so stupid. Like, my God. Anyway, let's move back real quick. <laughs> let's move back. Minimum Somehow wage. Somehow we were minimum wage. We were right, at the minimum right, right. wage. Oh, yes. You just people with their, like, like people saying, like, if, if the minimum wage goes up, the prices of all sorts of shit goes up. You can actually look at, like, there's data. I can't remember the specifics, so please don't push me on it. Um, But literally, there's, like, here's how, uh, here's how wages have risen. And here's how the price of whatever, uh, the price of, you know, like a, a, a Big Mac has risen. 
And it's like, they're not, it's, it's not going to rise to the point where if people are making a livable wage, you won't be able to hey. afford a fucking happy meal. Hey, here's this crazy thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, who do you think convinced the regular public that raising the minimum wage would hurt them? Oh, I got a I got a guess. It was Terrain on his other podcast. It was me. It was me on my podcast, <laughs> Bloomberg and Friends, where me and Mike Bloomberg chit chat about it. It's just another one of those things where it's like, yeah, uh, the Republicans and the rich and the powerful have this really great messaging that terrifies white people into thinking what they want. So, like, do we blame the people who have bought this propaganda that raising the minimum wage means you are less valuable as an employee and your wage like matters less now and you have to pay like yeah they they bought all these lies they've bought every lie that fox news has sold to them because fox news has an agenda to keep the rich as rich as possible like we we all know the the bonuses and the insane salaries that ceos are making Raising the They're minimum wage They're for your employees isn't going to bankrupt the company. Just pay your CEO a little less. Like it's, it's really not that hard to figure out the, the amount of money companies may have made over this pandemic. Yes, is absolutely oh. insane. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going. Just yeah. I, I mean, it's a yeah, wild. It's, it's a wild amount of money that a that a and bunch they of and they use that money to keep. They're yeah. getting more money and keep us keep the poor people down. Like it's it's a fucking. Cycle so Katrina, why thing. should we not overthrow this entire system? I mean, eat the rich, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> before we let's before we move on to the last thing because we have to keep moving. We are a little bit further. <laughs> Another a couple of things we are also not getting in this bill. Um, fewer people are getting stimulus payments than than we would have hoped. Um, the uh, there was a deal struck that brought down the amount of people that were getting it. They um, raised the income uh, income threshold to 75,000 for no, no, no. The cutoff was 80,000 for single 80, for and 160,000 for, for married. Yeah. So they uh, with the previous bills, the bills that were passed under Donald Trump hmm. had a more progressive scale that allowed more people to get checks when they had higher incomes. But that's because there were less de- like Democrats aren't fighting that. Democrats. Like, right. No, this all happened because of Joe fucking mansion. <laughs> and Kirsten Cinema. Sure, sure. And Kirsten Cinema. Yes. We, here's the thing. We all, I, and I, this may be a sexism thing. We all let Kirsten Cinema off the hook. For, well, I think her little dance to vote down the minimum wage really didn't help with yeah, that. Yeah. I don't think she should have whipped and nanade while fucking voting down a livable wage for low income work. I'm being educated here. Whipped and nanade. Uh, I'm writing this down. Did she, did she whip? And then uh-huh. she nay nay. And okay. then she whip, whip. All right. Then Thank she you. Nay-nay. Right. Um, so, Again, it's an audio. This movie. is an audio pod. By the way, listeners, sorry. You gotta. You missed you, out. You gotta get in on in, the. You gotta in get case in they the missed zoom. it, I'm white. <laughs> yes. And uh, if you watched what I did, you'd think I was too. All right. So. <laughs> Um, we also, we also, fewer people getting, and, and also the, um, the, the pandemic, uh, unemployment compensation, um, stayed at $300 monthly. Plan uh, was to put it 450, I believe. Democrats wanted to put 450 four. a week, not monthly. 300, it's, it's 300 week. weekly. Um, Democrats wanted to move it to, I believe it was, I thought it was 400 weekly, but I thought personally, I thought they wanted to move it higher than that. And they were going to try to agree on 400 
and then they went to 300 because that's where they had to go i mean i'll throw something out that's not in it um just just to throw this out i'm like cut the military 10 percent. just cut it that's a huge amount of money oh just that'd be great right yeah just cut it yeah they'll be we'll be fine um, and cut it and, and then, um, take like 3% of that and put it all into like the VA and the new, like veterans homeless national program so that no vet is homeless. Yeah. Boom. I, I mean, you, there, there is so much money in the defense budget that you can just, it's, it's a scene. Boop, you can literally just at, at, at and you throw a fucking dart at some nonsense in the defense budget. Some usually weapon it's system. Usually it's again, a weapon system that we don't need that the, that the, uh, that the Pentagon necessary isn't necessarily asking for toss a dart, hit it, take the money from it, give it to homeless vets. Like we, one of the things that I see a bunch is, uh, I see like memes where people are like, you know, Oh, we take care of, we, we send money overseas before we take care of people at home. And it's like, we can take care of people at home. This is a choice. This is a choice that the, the, that those in power choose to make, right? They choose to not spend this money to help, uh, to help vets, to help people that need it at here when they have it, they can do both. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. They choose not to. You know the number one recipient of military aid from the United States? No. Israel. Hey. That's not surprising. That's actually so not surprising whatsoever. Part, part of my, my point is, uh, and the military aid and what we give for just sort of pure development, I mean, you probably know this, but it's a teeny, teeny, tiny drop in the ocean. Yeah. It's just one more racist dog whistle because it's, you know, it's about white people feeling like their, mon- their money is being given to someone else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's bananas. Are there other things not in it? I'm curious what you guys. Have. Oh, we. I only have. The, I put those three in the outline. I literally put those three in the outline. Katrina wanted to do a fun. Th- now there's a there's like a rail system that's not in it that mm. got pulled out of it from. And this is from a New York Times article that I believe I have somewhere over here if I look for it. But um, a new uh, a, a rail system was taken out of like Silicon Valley <laughs> that that Republicans were upset were in there, and I'm like, I get it, fine. <laughs> they got they got enough stuff there. But um, other than that, I don't really have anything. I know that there's a I, I'm I, sure there's a bunch. Can of I stuff. mention one a little below the radar thing that I think is yes. pretty cool? Yes, yes. So Katrina um, wanted to do this, so yes. So one thing is the um, I think it's the. Um, it's basically the child tax credit. Mm-hmm. So uh, Katrina, mm-hmm. I think you already mentioned this. One of the things that's cool about it is you can get it paid monthly, which really helps people who, yes. has, yeah. you know, you don't have to wait. But not only that, it expires in September of 2022 because they weren't allowed to make permanent things. Um, and I think that the smart Democrats in the room said, this is going to be really fucking popular. And we're going to have it expire right before the 2020, 2022 <laughs> so that we can reverse, we can reverse the trend of the, the ruling party usually losing seats. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That, because then they can run works. on that and they say elect us democrats and we'll make this permanent yeah. that's cool maybe i don't know we should have used the juice that we had right now to uh, vote for a minimum wage increase or, i don't know or cancel student debt <laughs> or cancel student debt that might have been pretty popular from mm-hmm. some people who might vote i don't know <laughs> I, I certainly think we should have crammed a lot of as, as much as we could have into this bill there's a lot in there i think we should have just through the whole thing at them. I think that, I think but, that, like, but to be clear, this was a very good bill. Yes. This was very important for what we are dealing with right now. This is a very good bill and it's popular uh, amongst all stripes, right? Mm-hmm. So, so this is overall a good bill. Now, I think co- one more cool thing. Yes, please. Can, 
So this is another thing, because I was really looking for what's going to happen for local government and state government, because that's a huge issue. I believe one, I one small that. part of it. And I'm curious to see what this means. But some of the money that's for local um, government is specifically for water, sewer and broadband okay. investments in rural areas. Um, so I that's think awesome. That could be pretty cool. Yeah, that, that yeah. could be really great. Uh, before we move to the next thing, <laughs> it's been so long on this thing. Before we move to the next thing. How does Joe Biden capitalize on this? How do Senate um, congressional Democrats capitalize on this? Because you're we're kind of in an era where usually, you know, we have a big thing. You can go stump for it. You can go, you know, from from Hill to Dale and tell everybody about it. We are in a situation where as of right now, you know, we can't do that. Are we are we kind of looking at a situation where in Joe Biden's speech, um, he said uh, we are our mark is for shooting for a like for July 4th to be when we can like have small gatherings um, in his in his uh, speech. He said that. Are we looking at that to be what our marker is for selling this or like what, what do we how do we how do Democrats capitalize on this to make sure they're in good standing for the upcoming elections um, to make sure they maintain slash gain power so they can continue doing things that are helpful for people. Um, Katrina, I'll start with you. What I think is really great about a lot of the things in this bill is that they're just going to happen to people automatically and they are dramatically going to improve people's lives. You're like, I already can see the check in my bank account coming on Wednesday. People are getting that check right away. The child tax credit is going to have an like immediate positive impact on people when they're, when they claim it. And then when it takes effect as the monthly payment, um, the, the vaccine rollout, the increase, the month, like, and go, going back to normal, these are things that are just going to happen to people. And it clearly will be because of this bill. So I actually don't think, like, I hope people go out and promote it. But even if they don't, I think it's going to be obvious that this bill resulted in positive impact on people's lives. So I do think this is a bill that kind of promotes itself for the Democratic Party, which is a great thing. Um, so... I, I mean, I, I do think we need to counteract any Republican that tries to act like they had any say in this and any part in it. And in the we'll get to that, yeah. in the upcoming election, it's just, you know, I voted for this bill and, and this bill did this for you. And, and you got all this money to help you do so and so. So, you know, I think that it should have a positive impact, even though we are quite a ways away from the next election cycle. Jordy, as an election, as as someone who is an, an elected official, uh, I mean, what do you what do you think specifically on running on you know these kinds of things? Like, like, what do you think? I don't run on federal policy. Yeah, you should, man. You'd be like, <laughs> I gave, you got to bop, you got to pop in there. Like, listen, you know what my slogan was? Let me tell you what, Lewisburg, I gave you this money. <laughs> uh, I ran on a. a a good guy with great ideas. <laughs> that was my slogan. Get bigger. <laughs> Get more vague. <laughs> um, you know, I think, um, I mean, I think obviously something Biden should do is make sure that people get a stimulus check with his signature on it. Mm -hmm. 
Look, <laughs> even, I even think like a picture of him. It, it sounds stupid, and I sort of, uh, I sort of think that that's stupid. But at the same time, it's like remember back when, back mm-hmm. when Obama uh, pa- like passed the passed the stimulus, and then Obama passed health care. It took so long for them to actually tell us that Obama did some cool stuff. Like they seem to be like, oh, we have to govern. And it's like, no, fuck face. You have to govern and run. And I think one of the problems and one of the things that made it so that 2010 was a colossal fucking uh, calamity for the Democrats was the Democrats didn't run on the things that they did. They didn't run on what they did to help or 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 the very least, they waited until the very last moment to go. By the way, remember when we did this and was like, no, it's too late. We're going to fucking vote in Steve King. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I, Katrina, I actually think there could be a danger in what you're saying, right? Like, like if people see it as a, as a change that kind of happens automatically, I think so many, um, lower, you know, less informed Americans, you know, they're still infected with this brain disease that government is always the problem. And so you end up with things, you might remember this in the town halls back in like the, the tea party ones, this woman saying, you know. Uh, confronting a democratic lawmaker and she's saying you keep your damn hands off my medicare you keep your dumb government hands off my medicare and it's like honey Wait, um what do you didn't think Cra- it is? no hang on didn't craig t nelson say that i don't know but i, I feel like from a- i feel like craig t nelson said i oh no he said something crazy oh i think he said i had food stamps and i had medicare and sorry medicaid and nobody helped and me. the government never helped me oh yeah <laughs> that was what it was i think yeah Really my bad <laughs> my bad sorry sorry same, you're right same, that's that's the same ball field. yeah, same, yeah, yeah, yeah. same point same point <laughs> same point same point um <laughs> so uh i think the democrats maybe do need to kind of not sort of let their good government you know it's like they have two little you know like the angel devil but they have a like pr spin person and then like a good government like mm-hmm. school marm and this one's like no no you know just do the good government thing it's like no motherfucker yeah you take credit for it fucking it's tell like, someone what you did at the very least yeah <laughs> like like uh, yeah i know you did it you d- like you did that you get to tell them and i'm also i feel like sometimes um sometimes people on our side are like we just need to reverse engineer what the right did and i'm like i don't know if we always need to do that nope. you know for example with the news media i don't i don't want us to have left-wing rush limbaugh's I don't think that 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 works for a lot of reasons, but in this case, I think that's one thing that we could all we could steal from for. them is, huh? So that's all I'm going for. That's what uh, I am. You're far too fact based and far too generous with people. God damn. Um, it. But uh, um, you know, run against Trump in 2020 in uh, 2022 in the midterm. You know, and in, uh, and in 2024, just actually, run against him. By the way, by the way, everybody, I just wanted to make a real quick announcement. I am moving to Florida, and. When I get there, I'm going to find his district and I'm going to run in that district. I'm also going to lose heavily in that district. In, in the Mar-a-Lago district? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to run. I'm going to run for representative Mar-a-Lago. That's a good. Wait, wait, is that Matt Gates? Who <laughs> is that? I wonder who is Trump's congressman? That's congressman? a very good question mm-hmm. that I am 100% going to look up after this Because is over. I also think Matt Gates maybe is a potato head that came to life. I mean, I don't know if that sets you up for your segue, but it does. of all the of all the people to complain about potato heads, I'm like, dude, you were throwing some pretty big rocks in this pretty big glass house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Mr. Potato Head, let's move to our last topic. We are going to talk about the <laughs> the obsession 
obsession by the right wing and I guess the governor of New York in uh, uh, about cancel culture. Um, now, yeah, that was a pretty shitty move today. Yeah. Now, now, Governor Andrew Cuomo um, has been ca- been called on by numerous Democratic officials to resign, and he he said that he wasn't going to bow down to uh, can- political cancel culture. And now, now, we don't have time to unpack all of that. But needless to say, <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. Um, but let's talk specifically. Hold on, it was not in my contract to order these sound effects. <laughs> you're, you're lucky he's over the Law and Order phase. Or... I, I have standards. <laughs> Literally, if you listen to this at any moment, at any moment, if you listen to this, you will just hear the Law and Order sound. And it's just amazing for me. I love no. it. No one else loves it. I, I I'm, may... I'm fond of it, but I... you have to use it uh, judiciously. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was so good. I'm so pissed I didn't think of a better joke than that. All right, so um, while, while the Democrats were passing um, an in- incredibly uh, effective and impactful um, COVID relief bill, Republicans were spending their time talking about cancel culture. Fox News ran just wall-to-wall coverage of Dr. Seuss for whatever reason they they thought plausible for it. Now, just to just to kind of give like a very 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 short recap of what that is. Um do we have to? We don't, but we do a little bit. The Dr. Seuss estate um highlighted like i was like what six books i think so six. Six. it is six books it was like six books um five of which no one's ever heard of <laughs> yeah honestly six uh, is is one of them oh the places you'll go no no that was a okay. joke no that's one of the last ones he wrote that literally one's... i'm not kidding i don't fucking know which ones are the only ones you might have heard of was if i if i ran the zoo if i ran I the zoo on mulberry and i saw it on mulberry street those two i do know um, he, uh, the, the, the estate decided the estate, the estate of Dr. Seuss, the publishers decided we're not going to print these anymore. Right. That was, that was, that was what, because it, there's racist, because, because uh, there are, yes, yes. Because stuff. there are, there is her, like, you know, grossly racist imagery in the books, but they decided they're, we're not going to, we're not going to post it. We're not going to uh, sell these anymore. We're not going to publish these anymore. So, Normally, that would be a, just a normal thing where a private entity decided they're not going to do something, and that's that, right? The private entity chose to. Well, um, you would think that the <laughs> the Dr. Seuss estate essentially called Dr. Seuss a clan member as the entire right wing went up in arms to defend Dr. Seuss, including having Kevin McCarthy, who, remember, voted against the American Rescue Act, but you know, seem to be cool with reading Dr. Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham, a book that was not pulled uh, just out to, to a bunch of, what do we think about cancel culture guys? I think that there was, I don't remember who, I feel like it was an elected official who said that this is what a democratic legislature gets you. Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head being canceled. Mr. Which is just like, what on earth did the Democratic government have to do with any of this? No, <laughs> Nothing. I mean, Not a thing. You know, 
it's interesting to me how much republicans often seem like uh, at least the politicians not not the rank and file are very opposed to environmental measures because they are the best recyclers you know they have just recycled pc uh, uh-huh. as as a trope mm-hmm. um and it's really it, it's actually scary right like like it's fun to laugh at it but the you know you know i've seen some of the speeches and they're like they did this they did that this they that they keep referring it uh, to because you know terrain as you said these are the decisions of corporations yeah. making decisions about their product lines and the fact that they took that utterly capitalistic process and turn it into this like shadow plot you know it, it, i mean I, I don't think it's too far to say that this is one step removed from the you know the protocols of the elders of zion like they are just spinning that there's this conspiracy and you just fill in who it is. It's QAnon. It's mm-hmm. Jews. It's you know the liberal media. So they can't even. They can't even. You know, I, I taught writing for a long time. If you can't even define the, the the subject that is doing the action, you're not you're not writing well. Yeah. So it's they. I, I find it really really creepy and insidious. It's super they. fucking vague. It's super fucking. I mean, it's just like they they clearly cannot win on the actual issues that are going on in this country. The Democrats actually working for this. American Rescue Plan that provides like they knew that this was immensely popular. They knew the American people were going to love this and they were just trying to come up with something to distract them from this. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to yeah. fucking work. Like, well, hang on. See, now now that's where I'm going to disagree. I I, I I agree with you that this is 100% nonsense. I agree with you that Oh, hello. I agree with you that uh that uh you know, Fox News literally just went, what counter-programming can we have to this bill? Because this bill is good for the White House and we can't have anything good for the White House popping on the air. But I, ref- I, I, I can't in good conscience say that this won't work. This is the nonsense culture war bullshit that has been in practice for a while. Like, by the way, these motherfuckers are like, we can't, we, we can't cancel stuff. Do you remember when they canceled French fries? <laughs> You remember, yeah. this is the same group of people, the same group of people who are like, we need Dr. Seuss. By the way, you can have Dr. Seuss. He's all out there, except for the fucking like six books that they pulled. Uh, he's still fucking everywhere. Like they're the and same they're people. Still in li- they're still in libraries. They're the same people. They're the same people who were like, you we fucking can't buy French fries anymore. They were the same people who. I uh, went to, who purchased Starbucks to show us that we shouldn't purchase Starbucks anymore. They're the same people who took a, to, who purchased a Keurig to destroy a Keurig. They're the same people <laughs> like, and, and the, this idea that it's not going to work is like, so like, that's, that's my problem. I think that this will work because it's such a dumb, this is the, this is a very dumb culture war conservative argument that they have pulled in the past that has worked on so many different subjects. It just keeps, it just keeps happening. I think somewhere there's like a McDonald's executive who's like, if we had said we pulled McSushi because it was racist, we would have made so much money. The Dr. Seuss's books are the, are on the fucking bestseller list now. Sorry, I'm yelling. But, like, legitimately, they're on the bestseller list now. Why? Can we because, talk about potato Because conservatives... Head yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, The let's... potato head thing is even more ridiculous because they, did... they literally didn't do it. They hey. just changed their, like... Products, family. Just so you guys yes. know, just so you guys know, this is Terrain speaking. They never stopped Mr. Potato Head. No. He's still there. 
he's still there. Katrina, could you tell me the very funny thing that that we both saw, but you remembered oh. that specifically I, I, about? I can't, I can't quote it, but it's something like <laughs> that. Mister Potato Head is the first trans like yes. toy because you could change yes, his parts out. I was about to out. say yeah. of all the things, it is the most gender subversive <laughs> and... toy I've ever seen. Every kid, I did this. I remember doing this. Was like, look, I can put the lady parts on the male parts. I mean, mm-hmm. and and I think it was like another Republican elected official who was tweeting about it. And who, what is what is her name? Claudia Clymer is that it or Charlotte? Clymer? Charlotte Clymer. She's Charlotte not. A, Clymer. She's not. Yeah. Oh yeah. Has, okay. You're talking she about the, yeah. she responded to the Republican about the the issue like, oh, so since how do you know Mr. Potato Head is a male? Oh, okay. So he uh, or puts, a man. He presents as a. <laughs> and, and the the official responded, "Well, he goes by Mister Potato Head, and he has a mustache." And Charlotte Clymer's like, "Oh, so we should accept the gender that he presents himself as, not his biological." Like, like that's yeah. It was it was like a really wonderful response uh, from a trans activist. Honestly, so. honestly, if you're looking for a good follow on Twitter, Charlotte Clymer oh, yeah. is fucking amazing. Oh yeah. I have never been disappointed that I'm following Charlotte Clymer on Twitter. She's fucking great. Yeah. Do you know that the original toy was actually um, just the like eyes and stuff with a needle, and you would just get a potato? And yeah. Stick it in? I read that. That's so smart. So weird. I didn't read that. Um, <laughs> mostly because I'm, I'm so old. I did that as a kid. Okay? <laughs> My mom was like, "Go out Wait, and get a potato, son." You sewed a you sewed facial features on a potato. You didn't sew. It had a needle. You would like stick it in. Like oh the eye would oh have, like a thumb the, like a thumbtack situation. Yeah, yeah. That's frightening. Um, <laughs> I'm smart. I'm really happy that I got to play Tony Hawk Pro Skater too. <laughs> And you haven't lived until you've taken a, a, a fruit of the earth, as the French would say, uh-huh. an apple of the earth, and stuck an eye into it, voodoo, voodoo doll style. Hard That's disagree. Living. Hard disagree. You know, like, I honestly, every every other instance of cancel culture is just as stupid as this, but there's at least, like, typically some segment of like yes there was a twitter push to have this person held responsible mm-hmm. for what they've done i know nobody was on twitter like mr potato head needs to be brought down this now. was literally just <laughs> this was literally just the the estate going oh that's pretty fucked up that we have whoa yeah. whoa let's get rid of that how about we all get rid of that? And then they're like, I mean, let's all get rid of that. And then they're like, hey, guys, we're going to get rid of that. And the right one was like, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> it is wild. It is wild. Have you seen, uh, I saw a meme like this that a, a friend of mine, um, a guy named Nick Presley, he's been on a couple of our podcasts. I don't know if you've met him. He's a great guy from State College. Excuse me, but he had a meme that was like, um, it's not cancel culture. It's accountability culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> Sorry, I had a. Pu- I had it's a, even better. Yeah, consequence culture. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what it is. It's literally just you can't say whatever. Like, oh my god, we. I've been in so many arguments where it's like freedom of speech, and it's like that doesn't mean freedom of consequences, motherfucker. Like you, you can't just say a bunch of shit and not expect for anyone to have any reaction to it, but. I I've... look. I, I will say I've seen a few people in this, and I, I read some about the Dr. Seuss Ooh, um, I, stuff. If you Who, give uh, me the counter argument to this, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> it's not the counter argument, but I've seen a few people say, um, "Yeah, well, clearly n- no one should read any of his books." And I was like, mm, 
or like I put, you know, that like some some people, including me, I put on there. Like I remember reading Starbelly um, Star Snitches. I don't know if you remember that one. Being like, well, it's a really good story. It's a story about it's it's one way to read it is that it's about um, the social construction of race because there's one group of people who don't have star stars on their bellies and the other do and they hate each other oh. and then and then a merchant comes to town and he makes it so that the people who don't have the star can put the star so there's a there's a reading okay. of that text that says it's not actually anti-racist and it's like pro-capitalist I'm like I can kind of see that but like let's talk like I'm a very teach the controversy person right like let's talk about why that is a problem. But I think there's another piece to this um, that, like, I mean, it gets to the fact that he, okay, like, you know, did he did he use racist imagery in his early works? Yes. Did he draw political cartoons that depicted Japanese people in, in stere racist stereotypical ways? And I think there were some that also were trucking in the, you know, the, um, the like, minstrel show in the ways that Black people were represented in, 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 in the more racist America. Did he do that? Yeah. Right. So what does that mean now? And I do think there are some people on the left who are like, oh, well, you know, you, you can't go near them. And these are people who are also like no one should ever read Huckleberry Finn. And I'm like, there's a lot of great books. Right. Like, I'm not saying read Huckleberry Finn only. I'm saying read it and read other things that are more contemporary or read it and talk about the issues. Um, so, you know, but that's not really you know, it has nothing to do with the decision of the Seuss Enterprises. Um, and what I was going to say, too, though, about the books is like. Like as as a parent, um, and and my wife's a children's author. Like when you read these books, th they have a bit of a life of their own, right? And so even if the source is quote unquote tainted, and maybe some people feel Dr. Seuss is, uh, that doesn't mean that like those memories that I have of reading these texts with my children aren't special, right? Mm -hmm. Like we own these texts, and we own that relationship between the text and 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 the reader, especially when you're parent and the child, and so somehow i feel like there were a few people who who wanted to like somehow kind of like throw that out or say like you know i was like being a shadow agent for racism because i led i read fox and socks or not fox and socks i read green eggs and ham to my kids and i'm like oh, i think that's a bit of a reach i think we uh kind of have addressed this previously with like jk rowling Mm -hmm. um and joss mm -hmm. whedon the conversation we had oh joss. Joss <laughs> what, did, what did joss do i didn't know he oh what, joss really? whedon is a huge no, really asshole know. i know who he is i didn't know what he did he's what? a huge asshole who um was abusive to uh people that he was in charge of yep okay. um but yes yes but we to the agreed... point where he couldn't be where where according to multiple sources including herself michelle trachtenberg who was underage at the time he was the director of her, they couldn't be, she, they, they weren't allowed to be alone in a room together. Thank you. Um, but so not just abusive, but sexually abusive. Not, not necessarily that, oh, okay. that, that specific wasn't, uh, wasn't given, but, uh, he has just, there been... were allegations of sexual affairs with cast members, which right. in itself is abusive because of the power, because dynamic. Of the power dynamic. Yeah. Um, but, but regardless, he's a prick. He's a yeah, prick. Regardless, we've said like the works that these people created. I think J.K. Rowling is the better example. The, the Harry Potter series is hugely yeah. influential and and help a lot of people form their you know ideas on discrimination and and she's you know she's got a lot of Hitler Nazi themes anti you know mm -hmm. um, that that can mm -hmm. help young people come to you know realize right and wrong in those situations except but she also she's a turf you know she's uh 
you don't yeah. want to promote so so there's still value in the works that these people can have mm. i think the the way terrain and i tend to look at it is we don't want to financially support people mm. who have these really like negative things so dr seuss ain't getting any money from <laughs> anyone anymore he's long dead well, to be fair like, um yeah like yeah do, but the do, but <laughs> can i just real quick the the dr seuss estate this might have been like this specific. Yeah, they they made a ton was, of money off of this. This specific choice that they made unwittingly made them a bunch of money because a bunch of conservatives went. We have to go buy these books right now. <laughs> I've seen conservatives online being like, "Oh, they did it on purpose to make money." Well, like, uh, which well, ones? Because like, are they which, happy or unhappy about which, it? Yes, <laughs> that's the question. Because literally, these books are on the bestseller list now. Yeah, like that. that they is, were his shittiest books. Well, I actually I kind of liked if I ran the zoo, but. I mean, this motherfucker, like, again, these are the same people who purchased a Keurig to burn it. These are the same people who purchased and purchased Nike shoes because they thought that uh, Colin Kaepernick had some good idea. Like these. I I mean, I'll say that I find the kind of like the like rules about what we're going to reconsider or reevaluate or like decanonize or whatever. I mean, they're not very clear. Like, um, I remember some number of years ago, I saw a very early Mickey Mouse cartoon and it really hit me. I was like, oh my God, Mickey Mouse is a fucking minstrel. Yeah. Right? So what? That still gets a pass? Walt Disney has, is in, in like. I mean, Walt Disney was another asshole. I've got a story for you about that. You, you know. Hey, did you yeah. hang out with Walt Disney? <laughs> yeah. I suck Walt Disney's cock. Wait, what? Um, Whoa. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh. Katrina's mom. Back this up. Back this up like five seconds. Don't listen to that. Oh. Um, we so can still you, see Moana. What's up? <laughs> do you know, do you know this thing about lemmings like running off of a cliff? Like we all know, like it's yes. Great, oh my do, gosh. Do you, know the, do you know the true history of lemmings? Yes, I, I know this story you're talking about. They, they, yeah, yeah, for Everybody sure. They were filming lemmings, a documentary about. They were filming these documentaries in the '50s. These nature documentaries, and they had heard like the producers that lemmings will all run off of a cliff together, um, and they don't. <laughs> So to make it look real, they like set up a camera and started throwing lemmings off the cliff. So it would look like lemmings would run off of a cliff together. Yep. And, and this is an example of like, I have this thing where humans, we will say about animals, things that we think are stupid behaviors. That is us, right? So when people say, oh, a bunch of lemmings, they mean a bunch of lemmings who will, you know, follow each other stupidly. Do that. We do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> look at COVID. Animals are smarter than that. Or like a mm. dog eat dog world. It's not a dog eat dog world. It's a Donner eat Donner world. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. No, this was well. It's 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 good that you brought up Disney because that was the other big issue that they put um like warnings in front of uh, some Disney films, Disney and, films and like Pepe Le Pew. No, no, Pepe Le Pew's not going to be Disney. in Space He's Jam. Hannah Barbera, right? I mean, Pepe Le Pew is a sexist ass. Pes- no, he's no, a rapist. No, Pepe Le Pew is a sex predator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, okay. Sorry. I didn't, I'm not trying to soft pedal Pepe, right? I'm yeah. Not yeah. Hey, hey, Pepe. hey, Jordy, stop yeah. trying to like be cool with Pepe. But yeah, like, yeah. Pepe Le Pew is like 100 like a real like sex pest. I mean, just and, uh, I and think they're, it's they're like pest. like like the the literally conservatives were like, how dare you? Because because he's not going to be in Space Jam. Republicans were really upset that he's not going to be in Space Jam. Like, what the fuck? He is trying. Never saw the original. Should I go back and watch it? Is it good? Yes. Is it good? No. Should you watch it? 
Absolutely. Well, you I, should. I just don't tend to like animation combined with real people. Oh, it's like bad. Like... It's bad. Okay. It's, it's a bad, bad movie. but you should watch it. Right. Yes, you should watch It's a fucking horrible movie. If you like sexy bunnies. Yeah, oh. yeah. I guess if you're trying to fuck mm. Babs Bunny, like by that, the way, that was a big thing that they didn't make her sexy for this new one. They didn't, but but again, conservatives, <laughs> no problems with sexy Babs Bunny. No, the problem but, is you're getting rid of our sex pest, but the, Pepe Le Pew. I, I think the the thing is to point out with like the Disney stuff, they they put parental warnings in front of a few movies that had mm-hmm. like racial stuff. That, racial like, stuff. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like. They didn't cancel it. It's still there. It's still there. There's just Disney... a message before it plays that says, hey, you might want to talk to your kid about this. It's a, it's on Disney Plus and it has a parental advisory yeah. warning, but it's the fucking, but, it's but still it's there. But it's like their cancel culture. It's not, can't, this shit wasn't canceled. None of no. this stuff was canceled. It all is still there and exists. Yeah. We're just pointing out there might be an issue with it and saying that there might be an issue with that is akin to to conservatives to burning it to the ground like it's it's nonsense it's ridiculous it's nonsense. Uh, you know there was a brief period of time with pepe le pew um i think it was around 2002 where they wanted to call him jeffrey epstein instead of you know because he was too french <laughs> oh is jeffrey le pew jeff oh nice <laughs> thank you for making my j- j- jerk work joke work Jordy, I'm always happy to make your jerk work. Um, before we move on, before we end this, I just want to, one thing I wanted to point out was one of the things that I think is very, very important uh, um, is that we do not allow conservatives, uh, specifically Republican re- uh, elected officials, to, um, like like we had talked about earlier, um, you know, fundraise on, uh, tout the the American Rescue Plan Act as if they had anything to do with it. Um, we've, we've seen attempts, uh, most recently, uh, uh, Roger Wicker, Senator Roger Wicker, um, came out, like, talking about how great that this uh, act would be for um, restaurant, uh, restaurant workers and restaurant owners, and it was a, it was a lifeline for them. Uh, motherfucker didn't vote for it. Motherfucker didn't vote for it. We need to make sure that everyone, like when they try this, this needs to be clear. They didn't vote for it. Republicans cannot tout any of this because they've done none of this. Jordy, as you said, Senate, cross that out. Democrats (laughs) voted for this bill. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get to you don't get to uh, fundraise off of this. It's like Republicans and Donald Trump. You don't get to fundraise off that name. You just don't. <laughs> you didn't do it. Anybody else? I got drunk and started rambling. Nope. What was the question? <laughs> the question was. What do you think? There about, was not a question. What do you think? What do you? Th- <laughs> let's let's go. What do you there think about no Republicans uh, trying to fundraise, oh. trying to tout the? Um, American Rescue Plan act as their own and and use that to um, give themselves kudos around the uh, for people around them for their constituents. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna sneeze? No, I. Your face looked I, like you were sneezing real hard. Me, I was suppressing a yawn. <laughs> wow. My bedtime. Okay, he doesn't give a fuck, Katrina. I you mean, yeah, go. no, that's bad. They shouldn't do that. We should not let them do that for sure. <laughs> I, have... I will throw a lemming at every senator who claims. 
Um, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, I think this relates to what you were saying earlier. I mean, this is something that Democrats, um, and maybe not just Democrats, but this is why you need a really vibrant, vocal, um, like grassroots political movement, um, mm. you know, to hold their feet to the fire and say, like, you didn't, you didn't vote for that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it takes, the thing is, it takes a Herculean effort in a way um, to push back against the short termism that I feel like is like baked into our culture and society now between like, I mean, we all suffer from this. I'm sure my attention span has shrunk from like 12 seconds when I was 12 to like six now, right? Because we're just bombarded with all of this stuff all the time. So, um, you know, the, 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 the biggest mistake, and I can't believe any Democrats still do this, is to somehow rely on the media to get your message out. Oof, no, don't. Don't. There but are... it still seems, I mean, that's the thing that gets me is like, um, you know, I think I'm, 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 I think I'm smarter than I really am. I'm sure, right? Probably most people do. But like, I think about things like um, just like that issue or like I was reading about what Fair Fight did in Georgia and like this like strategy memo is like what we realized we could do is to raise the vote for Stacey Abrams in white parts of rural Georgia and get more black votes. And we could do both at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, but the fact that they had to like write it in a memo and spend years enacting that strategy reveals that there were some people who didn't think it was possible. And those people were probably Democratic operatives and consultants, right, who who are still like living in fear of like Mondale 84 and uh, Goldwater 68. And they think they still think that you have to somehow, you know, um, play play footsie under the table with the Nixon Southern strategy and like and and sort of, you know, run as if you're not embracing a multiracial coalition. And I'm like, I'm like, why is that idea still around? Like we've known for years that is a bad idea and it persists. So. But um, it's a good idea for one for one group of one group of voters, right? One party of voters it's a good idea for. Like like this is not this doesn't fly in the Democratic Party, but the problem is we <laughs> we can't coalesce when it doesn't apply, right? Like we it it is a it's a it's a nightmare to try to pull Democrats together from all the parts that we're from. Ugh, it's annoying. Um I'm going to I think we're going to call it there. Uh, Jordy, before we I'm go, out of scotch, good. <laughs> before we go, tell us about your podcast, please. Yeah. So thank you. Um, Barnstorming PA is a podcast I co-produced with Taylor Lightman. Um, sounds like a little bit like yours. It started with people around the table. We were drinking and it was like, it's 2017. And we were like, look, you know, there's a lot of sort of national podcasts. You know, I've been a podcast listener for a long time, like maybe 10 years, um, and I, I love them. And so it's a genre I knew a lot of comedy, a lot of politics. Um, it really, for me, felt like just like um, as a con- you know listener and consumer, it was just, um, you know, been an NPR listener like my whole life, you know, typical liberal or whatever. So, you know, we, we were thinking like there's there's a there's a thing we can do here where we're talking about our experiences. We can link kind of these big national things with what's going on in the ground because we're political activists and organizers. So let's make it about like politics and the movement like movement stuff and kind of the bigger picture. And sort of that's the three pieces of Venn diagram. Um, so we've been doing it. Um, you know, Taylor's been in Sweden getting his master's degree. He's coming back. Um, you know, the pandemic kind of shifted us to Zoom, which means we haven't been drinking because we've been doing it during the day. But recently we decided that um, we just, um, it's just really rewarding. You know, it's really rewarding to get to talk to people. So we're, we formed an LLC, a limited liability corporation, because we, we want to, we want to be able to cover our costs and like grow it, right? So the thing I love about it is that really at its essence, it's like a platform for other people to be um, creative and thoughtful. Um, so we bring a lot of guests on um, this week, you know, Jess, you know, but she also brought Kate De Pasquale, and we spent 
Um, it was a long one for us, almost two hours, but we really got into rural healthcare, um, reproductive healthcare, sexual healthcare. Um, and we're still, you know, we, I, I sort of joke about it being artisanal conversation. You know, we want to bring people together and have the kind of conversation that's really in a way that's the real backbone of this movement thing, right? The conversations that we have that are not on Twitter, they're not short-term, we can really go into the issues. Um, and I'll just say also that like, as part of this new expanding barnstorming, there's um, two interview series that we're, we're starting um, that I'm really excited about that are slightly different than like the round table. One is called Black Voices Matter, um, Tales from the Rural Uprising. So I really, um, it's about what I was saying earlier. It's like three things. It's an oral history of the people who are very involved because there was a rural, it's still going on, rural racial justice uprising. It was 10 times as big if you measure by the number of events as um, either the Tea Party in 2009-10 or the Women's March in 2017. Um, we have one of those out with KJ Williams. Um, and then another one is going to start soon, which is talking to people who have run for office. Um, I think too often the Democratic establishment, uh, if people don't win, they just kind of like leave them by the side. But um, these are really important stories and, and really kind of start to get at that nod. It's too easy to say Democrats need to win in rural areas. Like we know that we have to like dig into the details of it. So we've just got a lot of things going on. There's gonna be some merchandise. So here's a piece of merchandise we're gonna have soon. I'm really excited about this. So you know that the Delaware loophole in Pennsylvania. So it's a tax loophole. That means corporations in Pennsylvania can, can basically send the money to Delaware and then write off that like Toys R Us used to do this, that they were making no money in Pennsylvania. So we want to get a t-shirt that's like, we're plugging the Delaware loophole and have like a like a plug that goes into it and i was like you think we could get like custom printed printed sink plugs you know it's just like lots of like goofy ideas <laughs> that's dope that's great i uh by the way uh, where can they find your podcast where can they yeah, find so barnstorming, barnstorming pa barnstorming pa uh barnstorming is the website all you know all podcast platforms you know stitcher apple Podcasts, all of that um we have a youtube channel so i put a couple of things there um you know, we tend to play a few games. So the one that's up now is the one that has Jess and Kate and has a game at the end called um, Stupid Shit Men Have Said Through the Ages. So that was a lot of fun, like them trying to guess whether it was something that Rick Santorum said or Aristotle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, and, and uh, Terrain and Katrina would love to have you. Um, I was going to say, when am I getting when am I getting an invite invite on very the soon? And, and, I, and I, I wanted to, just real quick, I wanted to, you and I, I want to be very clear. Um, you were very nice in we were like, hey, I, I, we, my podcast has games. We're going to bring a game. And I said, no, because I want to make sure that we're going to like, I feel like the outline we have is a good time outline for us to be at an okay time. We're over two hours right now. <laughs> Oh, I thought they were all that long. I sort of blocked two hours in my head. My man, no. We are, like, we are not normally at they two hours. They used to be, like, two and a half, Well, hang on. Let's, let's be clear. When <laughs> when Jess Britton's on, two hours for sure. Well, these are the ones that I listened to the most. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. So. There was a lot yeah. to get through. This was a good episode. This was a good episode. Well, thank you so much. Um, yeah. Um, um, we'd love to have you on. I'd love to sometime, there are a lot of people creating content, whether it's, um, you know, video podcasts, audio podcasts, call-in shows, you know, I think we, you know, we, 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 we should like band together and, and, and talk about these, you know, these experiences. Because 
with the game thing like i was a little bit hesitant but i was like look we've got this cool stuff and but like you know i'd heard yours like you've got your vibe you've got your groove you know and i'm, I'm happy to be dancing in your disco you haven't even you, one of the things that we do is a trivia we we've oh. done we've done multiple trivia episodes we've done multiple i am the host it is not easy um but <laughs> but uh, we will we will call it there. Thank you so yes. much for joining us this week. We really really appreciate your time. Uh, I had could, making the heart. I was trying to make a heart, but it usually seems like just an egg. Yeah, you're doing <laughs> you're doing an egg or a cracked egg. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being here. We do apologize for last week where we didn't do one, but we were recovering from the the shot shot. Um, thank you all. We will be back next week. Uh, until then, uh, cheers. Cheers.